Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spelunkers, a game exploration podcast where we talk about games, break them up into chunks, play them together, have really far too deep conversations about them, excruciatingly deep. If you end this podcast and you say I'm miserable, that's on purpose. I am joined today by Tyler. How's it going? Hello. Tom. Fuck Razor. <laughs> and Ryan. Because we screwed that uh that potential sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I was trying no to burp during mine, that's why there was a pause. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I gotta burp again. Uh Tom, you look different than normal. You're more animated, I'd say. <laughs> yep. I uh fell in uh, whatever it is in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Ah, uh, I was gonna make that <laughs> joke. Son of a bitch. I was gonna make that joke. <laughs> the dip! The dip! <laughs> the dip. <laughs> Uh, and, and we have no special guests this time around. If you want to be a special guest, uh, jump in our Discord. Let us know what game you want to play, and we're always uh, looking for guests. And then start swearing and do poorly timed jokes. We're also, we're also looking for comments. Jokes. We're looking for emails. We're looking for anything. If you want to just write into the show, you we're should do that. We're just looking for love here, man. We just, we just want to be loved. Just hang out and drink some beers with us. But also that, yeah. We have a hangout channel in there where we just hang out and play games and mm-hmm. act stupid. Um, well, that's just all the time. So this, well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> now we're doing it in a chat. Uh, yeah. So this time we are playing East Nine, the newest game in the East franchise. Uh, this is a really long-running series, but I think most people have probably only heard of like uh, the last one, East Eight, and East uh, what was it? Memories of Celsetta, and then this one. If you've heard of any of them, a lot of people haven't even heard of the series at all. Uh, let's start talking by talking a little bit about each of our histories with the franchise. Tom, I know you have some history. Oh, yeah, I played, um, fuck, what was it called? It was ETH on the Sega Master System, uh, some sort of tower. And I remember as a kid getting lost in this fucking tower and just getting, like, excruciating pain thinking about where the fuck I'm supposed to go, and I never finished it because I got lost in the tower. Um, otherwise, the animes, everything I've watched, they're fantastic. Uh, soundtrack is always on par for ETH games, just nice metal and stringed instruments. I love it. Yeah, sweet. Um, speaking of the the animes, I didn't know there were like full fledged animes, but this game does not have like an anime intro sizzle reel at the beginning, which incredibly disappointed. What a Those shame. are always sweet. Uh, Ryan, you have any history with franchise? Uh, nope. First time I even heard of it was when uh, was it you or Tom brought it up as a potential dive game? Uh, sweet. Yeah, enjoying <laughs> Tyler, it. Tyler, Tyler, you played any of these before? Uh, I've never played any of them, but uh, I saw a lot about East 8 when that came out, and uh, I saw good things about it, and I always was looking at it on the PlayStation Store, like, should I buy this? Will I be into it? Uh, I play a lot of RPGs, especially JRPGs, so it's surprising I haven't uh, dived into any of these, so this is my first one. Cool, yeah. Um, I played Memories of Celsetta on the Vita, uh, and then I just played East 8 this year because uh, I wanted to play it before this one, which the stories, there's like a couple references to East 8 in here, but the stories are mostly pretty unrelated uh, outside of the main character being the same. And then yeah, I think it says both. if you play the last two, it would actually import like stuff and get items, I believe. Yeah, you just like get like a free item. Uh, so I, yeah, I had an East 8 save, so I got an old seal ring, which is actually pretty good. Crit rate plus 30% and strength and defense up by 15, which is pretty That's pretty sweet. fucking good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all That's all you get. It's not like story stuff it's importing or anything. 
Yeah. I don't, and I'm not sure what you get for Memories of Salsetta because that save was on my Vita. Rest in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Now, there's one I don't play. Play my 3DS plenty. I don't really play my Vita. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so before we even get into the prologue, we played up through chapter three here, and we'll get into all that. But uh, a note that I had right off the bat is there are so many difficulties to choose from. What difficulty are you guys playing on? I'm playing on normal. Yeah, normal. Normal. Yeah, I'm also playing on normal. We're all basic bitches here. <laughs> um, I probably will up it. if it, Yeah, because you can update while you're playing it. So far, I've literally used one item in battle. I've used one potion, I think. Yeah, it's very sort of easy. Thing. Yeah, it hasn't been too challenging. East 8, I played on normal, and it did get a little bit challenging towards the end. But definitely, like, you should just up the difficulty if you want it to be harder lunatic this is the first time they've ever added lunatic difficulty which basically just says in the description <laughs> if you're a masochist yeah if you if you act like that all the time that's the difficulty you should play <laughs> you just like get one shot um one thing i don't like about Yusa's difficulty is if you turn up the difficulty you get less xp that's one of the ways they make it more difficult and that's just never fun but that sounds asinine like yeah, yeah it doesn't make any more sense. xp <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's very dumb glad i picked normal then um, and then another an option it gives you when you load up is to enable footholds and challenging movement sections. I don't mm. know what that means. Did you guys enable that? I did, not knowing what it meant. <laughs> I also I don't I don't know. I don't even remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't I, know. I didn't enable it, but I I haven't like fallen off a lot of ledges or anything. I have no idea what that is. Just an it, interesting thing. There are even more accessibility options in the menus. It goes even further than just the foothold thing. There's another option deeper in that, and another. But like Selection a foothold, how? What what is what is the foothold? I haven't encountered anything that seems extra. I should turn it off now that I've explored a little bit and see if anything looks different. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if that yeah. has to do with like the abilities and getting around. Like maybe there's just fewer of them. Oh yeah, maybe. Like, maybe like access points for like the the hook ability and stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah, that would make more sense to me. Uh, anyways, anybody else have any any more preamble to talk about before we jump into the sucker? Um, These guys like making uh, bosses look like giant mutated insect things. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Some interesting boss design. <laughs> they're they're interesting. Um, yeah, the the first note that I have on my phone here, uh, the opening music is epic as fuck. Yeah, the soundtrack in this game is amazing. All these games, like Tom was saying earlier, really great soundtracks. It is so good. The music in this game, and I Tom always points it out. I always talk about music, but it's I think it's a really important part of games especially nowadays it's such a driving factor because it's something that you hear constantly as you're playing so the the amount of time you spend with the game you know that's the amount of time of music that you're listening to and the music in this game fucking rules it is so good like i have not heard a bad song like the main theme like when you're in balduk is so good yeah 100 i've I've got good music written down as well it's not my Mm -hmm. first note but it is written down Okay, so starting in the prologue here, they just like throw you right in the middle of a scene that you kind of get more context for later, escaping the prison. And right off the bat, the aesthetic for this game is so much different, and in my opinion, better than East 8, which takes place on an island, and it's all like forests and marshes and stuff. And immediately you're thrown into this prison that's very like dark and foreboding, kind of. Uh, This whole game is more dark and foreboding than something like East 8. So I'm excited to see where that story goes. Um, 
the controls uh, let's talk about this real quick as soon as you get control i was thrown off because they've changed some stuff from east eight and i had already changed the controls off east eight have you guys changed anything does anything feel weird to you things feel weird but i haven't changed anything map not being on the touchpad feels weird um parry and sprint feel weird uh lock on feels weird attack feels okay the uh what i have is um i like the camera controls and movement speeds but uh it's weird that you have to like start a dodge to start sprint because yes yeah you know it's like you have to do that dodge roll and then you start sprinting and that's just that's doesn't make sense at all yeah, you can assign I, I love the speed. The speed that you are able to move, so fucking good. Because I hate games where I feel like I'm just bogged down. Like I'm wearing like muddy, watered down shoes and like a wet diaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. You feel pretty I weird. I know exactly what you mean. I thought you would. <laughs> um, yeah, you can assign dodge and run two different buttons if you want to but a lot of the buttons are like assigned to things that are question mark question mark question mark because there's stuff that it's like it's not bad like it works it's just it's just weird you know i've never really seen that before but it works fine because i like the dodge the dodge is fast and fluid and you know it it gives you a couple extra paces on top of the run so yeah no problem l1 l1 to dodge felt odd to me so i switched it to what you say it has which is square to dodge and i think square is attack so i have that on x now and jump on circle. That sounds I gross. <laughs> I, like I just got I just got used to what the controls were. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the controls. I think the controls are good. Um, it just, it just was weird good. to get used to. Yeah, I'm still weirded out by them, but I uh, I've grown into them. I could not grow into them probably because I literally just played East Eight, so I just yeah. wanted it to play yeah. exactly like that. Yeah, that's fair. Attacking on um, X sounds so bad though. <laughs> How do you jump? Well, How do you jump? Without pants on. You stop it. Stop. Stop it. Um, also, the camera starts inverted. You have to turn it to, in the menu, mm. it's inverted for to get a normal camera. Which yeah, is not like something that. I've seen in a long time. I think mine's still inverted. Oh, no. How could you, Tyler? Do you Why? Games inverted normally? You goofy I, I can. It just, I mean, you get oh, used to it. You can't switch back and forth. That's ridiculous. Your brain is broken, sir. Yeah. I'm ambidextrous, dog. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we get into a little bit of combat here. You get you get your sword from a chest and all that. Um, what, what do you, how do you guys feel about the combat early on here before you get any abilities or anything? Uh, very bare bones. It, yeah, it's, it's fine. But... Slash. Yep. Yeah, um, it's very it, simple. It was nice because I've never played this game before, but I played Nino Kuni 2 a lot. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It reminded me of Nino Kuni 2, so I felt right at home. It felt great. It's funny that you say that because as I was playing this game, Rhea walked in and is, if you watched her stream, you know, we were playing Nino Kuni too. And she's like, this is just like Nino Kuni. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is. Except Correct. that it feels um, like it belongs to be on like the Wii. U. Yeah. It's, it's like Nino Kuni too, just with less production value. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, that's one thing I don't like about how you start off. Just one of my little pet peeves. This game is, it's so empty and just very basic. Yeah. As you're walking I, around. hundred percent agree. Just, that's the only reason I say it's like Wii U. It's like they they had the power now to put stuff in it, but it's just very like, okay, we put this in. It's very basic, very clean cut. Like even the animations of yep. the characters is very stiff, like a little bit turn and then just like this weird walk where they kind of look like they're floating above the concrete. 
or the ground they're walking on. Um, yeah, the interiors of the dungeons are so bare bones, and it's just like there is no detail in any way, shape, or form. And like whatever little detail there is, it's definitely a copy and paste format. For yeah. sure. Yeah, it's very much a low budget anime game. I don't know if low budget, maybe like medium budget, a double A game. Maybe. Double A for sure. But but fuck, it plays good. God, yeah, I mean. If you take any notes from like Nino Kuni or like Persona or any of the new Dragon Ball games, just the the cell shading they do with those, like if you're gonna make an anime game, that's what it's gotta look like, in my opinion. Otherwise, yeah. it's just it's not up to par anymore. As far as you talking about like textures and resolution, textures, everything, yeah, the way the yeah. characters look, because this is just very like this looks like you could just literally be playing this on the Wii or the Wii U. Yeah, it like, does look old for sure. It, like, it looks like it could be down-resed a little and play on, like, a PS2. Yeah, and it still makes my PS4 sound like a goddamn jet engine. <laughs> but it's a great game. Like, these are just little nitpick things. Yeah, yeah, like, I really sure. enjoy the game so far. I think I, I think what the, the difference is with that, right, is, like, it doesn't look as good, but it plays so smoothly. Like, the gameplay is, like, seamless in a way that you don't see in a lot of other games is that have a higher caliber fidelity so it's kind of like a weird um double-edged sword you know yeah. like it's, it's like you're kind of taking like lower fidelity and shit for like better gameplay because like there's a lot of games that want to play like this then they just don't yeah so after you run through the dungeon for a little bit you run into the lady who you later learn is named Aprilis, uh and she shoots you and you turn into a monstrum which uh, she, before that she says like, "Sorry, the city needs you" or something. We still have no idea what that's all about. Um, and then you have like a short conversation with her, and in, this is I think this is the only place where this happens where the game like freezes every time dialogue comes up. It like freezes on your character instead of your characters standing there and having a conversation. Which I don't know, it just felt odd in the moment, and it's still the only time they did it. So I don't I don't know where that choice came from. Um. Also, the fact that Adol is still a silent protagonist is super annoying because he's a silent protagonist like like Link is, where he's not actually silent. He's clearly talking to these characters and they're talking to him, but they just didn't voice him. You don't get to hear his voice. Well, he that's what's weird is that he does have a voice like they have a voice actor for him and he does have a couple of lines, like especially during combat and stuff. So I, I, I found that odd, but I do have a note that I like that you have conversation options. Because it does give your protagonist a little bit more agency than like a normal silent protagonist where it's just like, oh, you know, you have nothing to say at all. You're just going to stand there. So it, it does feel like you're kind of projecting what personality you want Adol to have, which I, I liked. It made me more attached to him. Yeah, that's another point. How are you guys pronouncing his name? Because I've pronounced it like three different ways. I don't remember Adol. anymore after Tom yelled at me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were saying it like dreidel. You are saying Adel. Yeah, you kept saying oh. Adel initially. Yeah, Adel. That's what I say. Adol. Adol, Adol yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they call him Adol in this game and East Aids. So I got used to calling him that, but it I mean that's just literally not how it's spelled. That's not how it should be said. That's if you just the Midwestern like coming out me, baby. Yeah, they should I've been playing Adol. it in Japanese and I think they say it differently. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um yeah, and my phone my phone when i'm taking notes keeps uh auto correcting it to adolf which is interesting Maybe more <laughs> that's not good that's not <laughs> what they, want. they don't want that 
I have a my phone is auto correcting another person's name, which is very funny. We'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is where you get your you become the Crimson King. She names you for some mm. reason. She names all the monstrums. Bad name. Hero names. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, would you have batted an eye if there was like a '40s comic and it had a a character named the Crimson King? I think that's kind of what they're going for with these names. Well, it's I was telling Tom earlier in the Discord. It's like he's named the Crimson King, but I have like an outfit on him where he's wearing all black and his hair is blonde. While I'm fighting. Oh, you have an outfit on? Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't even look like that at all. So they're like, oh, it's the Crimson King. I'm like, I'm, I got a black outfit, bitches. Don't call me that. <laughs> I'm the Black King. Yeah. Wait, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good. I, I mean, I guess. The Black Panther. Okay, sure. I mean, why can't you just be the Black Panther? Is that copyrighted? Probably. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> I, you start getting, you get your first traversal mechanic here, which is basically a grappling hook, and it's super cool, yeah, uh, especially great. compared to everything in East Eight. In East Eight, you have like a handful of traversal things that are like climb vines, and you eventually get like a double jump, which you have right from the beginning of this game, which is amazing. And you have to like assign them to slots that you unlock across the game. So you can't have at the beginning of the game, you know, if you have double jump and climb vines, you can't have them both equipped at the same time. You have to keep switching them out. It was awful. But here, you just get a grappling hook, and you can use it any time just by pushing R2. And it's super fun. You guys like the traversal so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Gets, well, at least it... with the uh, the powers you've gotten so far. Not right away. Yeah, once you go through like the end of Chapter 3, it was like, that was one of those moments where I was like, ah, this game is my kind of game, where it's like getting different abilities that are letting me play the game differently and how I want to play it. It's, mm-hmm. it's so fucking good. I love it. I love the traversal. Yeah, and it's something fast. that gets better the more you play. Yeah, yeah and it's so fast. It's, you you're constantly feel like you're moving around the city. It's not like you're slowed down at all, you know, which is what I want. I don't. I hate fucking playing JRPGs where I feel like I'm just like running slow. I hate that shit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's your favorite power out of them that we've gotten so far? Oh, running up walls. Yeah, that's the best one for sure. Um. So we get to our first boss here in a little bit. You know, we run through some more generic. There's a lot of running through very generic looking dungeons like we talked about. I mean, there's nothing that happens in these dungeons. That's fighting rats. We're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rats. Um, so we come to our first boss battle against what is essentially a big toad. I don't have his name written, but he's a big That's toad. his name. His name is Big Toad. Oh, is it? <laughs> nice. The very first one is Mantito. Frog beetle is what I wrote. Oh, frog beetle. Or main Tito. I don't know. I can't read my handwriting, but it's like a frog beetle. That's what I wrote down. A shot of Tito's. Got it. Cool. Uh, so the thing that stood out to me here is the boss fight UI is way better than it was in the last game. It was very like in your face in the bottom left of the screen. In the last game, it's very small at the top of the screen in this game. Like, I don't like that they don't explain to you what the sun bar is, but you can figure it out pretty quickly. The bar under his name, you feel it and he gets stunned for a little while. Yeah. Um, it's just it's very subtle and nice looking in general. This game's UI is very subtle and nice looking like the numbers that pop up over enemies heads when you hit them. They're just very small. They go away very quickly. They're much more in your face in the previous games. You guys have any anything to say about Big Toad? Bitch was easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is this the point where you learn the uh, flash dodge? Can you start doing that at this point? Uh yeah, the dodge and the I and the think you guard, can flash guard flash guard. I I really like yeah. those uh mechanics. I like being able to slow down time and uh 
get those couple of hits by getting a perfect dodge. It uh, reminded me of another game we played recently. I can't remember it, though. But um, it just was fun. I like that shit. For the show, or? Yeah. The search? Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like we we have all played a game here recently where there was another mechanic like that, where like you've got a perfect dodge and a slow down time. Hmm. But I might be stupid and high. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I also, a few mechanics they've changed here that I like. Your SP is constantly filling your skill points that you use for your skills. In the previous game, you had to like get attacks off. And it's weird because they had this kind of they have this animation where if it's the first time you've attacked in like five seconds or something, you do a spin attack and they still kind of have that here, but you get a ton of SP for that in the older games. So really you're just standing for five seconds, attacking, getting some SP and standing for five seconds or running around, you know, whatever. And that's how you get SP quickly. And this it's, it's being produced at a pretty steady rate and you get like the same amount for any attack basically. So you should always be attacking the enemy. It's much more engaging. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're headed into chapter one. The last note I have is that I'm glad the game is mostly voice acted. Um, a lot of double A anime games, including The Last East, not everything is voice acted. And there's still some scenes that are not here. But also in the last game, they would randomly switch back and forth. It'd be like one line is not voice acted, and the next one is, and the next three are not, and then one is again. And I, mm. it bugged me so much. I would rather they just have none or all. I, mm. I do have a question for Ryan before we move on. Yeah. Uh, can you pick a lock with a fork? Or, yeah. You know, I actually had this question with Tom while we were <laughs> uh, going through with a later section where you also do with a wire. Yes. Um, and I said, with a wire, I don't really see a way of doing it. But with a fork, I could make it happen given enough time. Depending that... on the lock, though, correct? Uh, yeah, I could. Yeah. I mean, with that kind of lock, it's either going to be more than likely either like a lever lock, a warded lock, or a pin tumbler lock. And any of those three with a fork, I could give enough time, but a wire is never going to have enough tension to to do what it needs to do or become the tools that it needs to become. Yeah, I had that exact question coming. (laughs) Ask a locksmith. I would have, but I already discussed it with him. So I figured I'd wait till one of you asked. Same All for right. the podcast. <laughs> well, it was kind of like while it was happening because he was sharing his screen while he was playing. <laughs> and Not you're the like, fork, can but you I do think this it was the shit wire. in real life? No. <laughs> Fake. This game sucks now. Yeah. Hate it. Not realistic. Uh, so now we come to chapter one, The Monstrums of Balduk. So it cuts to 10 days earlier. You're standing outside with Dogi. That's how you pronounce his name, Doki. I can't believe I hate right. his fucking name so much. It's so stupid. <laughs> the names in this game are wild. Yeah, we're gonna get to another <laughs> real good one here in just the a game, minute. The names are fine. It's just this guy's name. This guy's what? name sucks. Yeah, oh no, there's a shitlard is much better. Yeah, Shatlard, exactly. <laughs> his name is Shitlard. It's so bad. <laughs> Shatlard is fine. Shatlard is loud. I still He's laugh fine. every time they Hot. say that name. Better than Doggy. Hottest I, take on this pa- podcast, Shadow Art is a fine day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, name your kid that. See how that goes. <laughs> well, I was calling him shit, shit Lord. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's but, a bad name. It's not a fine I, name. When I read it, I, I read it as Chattelard. See, so, so 
when I was, because I'm playing this on Japanese, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not gonna know how to say this guy's fucking name. <laughs> so I'm waiting like intently for them to say his fucking name so I know how to say it. And I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's just a shat lord. Yeah, he's the no, his name is terrible. I can't stand it. I got used to Doki, I guess, just because he was in the last game as well. Uh, I did not. I, I, I probably also hate Doki's character design. So his name really? and his face both annoy the fuck out. Oh my really? god! Yeah. I okay. So I, I probably just have some serious um. God, what's the name? Uh, like God. Can't remember the name of the complex or whatever, but Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, Stockholm yes. Syndrome from the last game because he looked fucking awful in East Eights. I'm gonna send you his picture. I like Dogi. Like <laughs> no, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah, I, I think do. he looks fine. No, no. he's looks... such a generic like. I don't love tail. him. But you over here feel like you want to punch him in the face if you got to meet him. He has like hair. I could have a beer with Dogi. You're telling me you wouldn't have a beer with Dogi? He's a nice gentleman. I just don't like his name or face. <laughs> I just I, I, it doesn't match up to me I, just, I don't know judging books yeah. by their covers judging no books way. by their covers I, no I'm not judging books <laughs> by his covers because I got to know him over three chapters and I still he's he's fine <laughs> oh, sure okay. let me look at this uh, yeah I sent you all a picture you I'll need a live reaction to my yeah, yeah. what does oh, my wow. face look like as I look at this I'll, picture I'll tell you what <laughs> East eight handsome man. That's a handsome <laughs> man. Look at that vest. Oh He's my god, this stupid vest. Someone He's a handsome from this man. call. All right, so okay, nobody's watched Skate the Infinity, but he basically yeah, if he I, had well, green oh, hair. Hold on, like I watched Joe. the first episode. Okay, so that looks like Joe. Okay, I don't know who Joe is. Okay, well, if you watch the intro, he's the chef that's a skateboarder. Oh, okay. right after the um, cherry blossom. Okay, I, okay, I do know what you're talking about now. Yeah, because it shows him as a chef, and then it transitions to his skateboarding yes. gear. Yeah, yep, correct. He doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, he so looks cool anyway, like that. I like that East Eight design. Anyways, don't he's great. He's like terrible in East Eight. Uh, we can all agree. <laughs> uh, so, no, no way. Yes, we can. It's, uh... I would let I would let East Eight Dogi take me out to dinner. <laughs> East Nine Dogi. What about after dinner activities? Maybe with a bottle of wine. I mean, he's got yeah, a hell of a six yeah. pack. I'm not gonna tell him no. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got no shirt on shirt on already, so he's paying. I'm not gonna have a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, draft punks, draft the top punks in games. Invite Tyler on. He's down. Uh, so now we meet. Now we meet uh, Mr. Shadowlord, and uh, they, Shitlord. yeah, Mr. Shitlord, <laughs> and they arrest Ad Adol because they suspect him of some crap. Uh, I don't know. He's always getting arrested by people in these fucking games. Um, and then Shadowlord like is apparently some weird super speed man. He's like Quicksilver. Immediately dashes behind you and karate chops your neck really awkwardly. And then he says some shit about like I give you fifteen points or some crap, which he does throughout the game so far. What the hell is wrong with him? Clearly, know, he's like grading him. you. Yeah, I liked his character. I thought he was cool and interesting. I think he's the dumbest character in the game. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I, he's yeah. interesting, especially once we get into uh, chapter three. I think it becomes really interesting. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see where he goes. Mm. He's going straight to hell to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see hell too, though. Just personally, in life. Yeah, we're all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I pre-order tickets. 
So then we go to Balduk prison halls, uh, and we're in the, like, this is right before the escape. This is all flashback right now. Like I said, 10 days back. Um, so there's something that stood out to me. You have, like, assigned seating in the cafeteria, and you're not allowed to talk to each other. It's like this, it's like hell. It's, it's like school and hell at the same time. Yeah. You had assigned seats at lunch in school? No, <laughs> it's worse. Oh. oh. <laughs> I had assigned seats in class. Oh, okay. Um, and then you meet, gosh, I don't have his name here, but the Parks? guy that eventually comes your base. Yeah, Parks, which you don't find his name out until later. Yeah, he's inmate 212 for now. Yeah, inmate 212, and he's <laughs> fighting. Cool. I like this guy. We'll see. We'll see if we like this guy. Yeah, okay. I'm interested in this guy right now. I'm interested in this guy, exactly. Uh, and he's fighting with some other inmates, and uh, he sneaks you a fork while they're fighting because you like distract the guards over towards you to get him arrested. I knocked uh, my spoon over. Oh. I did as well. I just yelled at him. I just yelled for guards. I also knocked my spoon over. Oh, well, oh, I'm a big baby. A big just... old rat. Nark, nark. <laughs> Help me. That's what I said. Just like that. Um. And then, uh, 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 and then you get called in to be investigated. Uh, the investigator, they just call her. They call this her, lady like, sucks. Yeah, she's the nope. worst. Ingrid, yeah. I think, is her name, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't find that out till what, like chapter three? Or chapter yeah, three. right near yeah, the cutoff. She point. super sucks. Yeah. Also, what's your inmate number? Since they're, we're in the prison, I don't remember. Two one seven. Yes, I have it written yes. down. I don't have that written down. I just remembered. Oh my good. Nerd. Nerd. Um, and then they investigate <laughs> you about some of your previous adventures. Uh, I thought it was really fun that they're kind of yeah. like poking fun at how absurd it is that Adol has been involved in all these horrible. Yeah, events. and like how he always gets good weapons and artifacts, but yeah. loses them at the end, and he's always yeah. in all these shipwrecks. And he's like, "Has it really been that many?" And I was <laughs> waiting for the uh, the podcast to ask you, Chris, but it's like, "What happens? Does some of that happen in eight? Yeah, one of those events is East Eight, yeah. like a world-ending event. That was which that so was really cool. I like that." But it's so it is really funny because even in East Eight, it's like you just crash on this island and it's like we need to get off the island. But then by like chapter seven, it's like, oh, fuck, the world's ending. We got to stop this. That's exactly what's going to happen in this game, too. I can guarantee. Oh, 100 um, percent. And then investigations last for several days. And then she says, like, at the end of the investigation, or maybe she's not at the end because she's looking for you in chapter three. So I don't know. But she says, I see, basically, she says, I see no proof that you're lying, but I still don't believe you, so I'm sending you off to trial. Whatever. I guess yeah. that's the way the justice Welcome system Welcome to the justice works. system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, this world is full of magical shit. I don't know what's so unbelievable about a weather machine. She, <laughs> like, really was focused on that weather machine. Her dad made that weather machine. <laughs> Okay, and then we go back to the present day in Balduke. So, hey, you, how are you guys feeling about Balduke? It's a cool setting. Uh, yeah. At this point, it's pretty boring. I mean, I like the idea of it, but what he, you can do here's is kind of, my issue with it is it's cool, and I like one of the side quests to try to find the interesting points of it, but the way you go about unlocking the areas sucks, and I hate that. The like Knox bar, you don't like that. No, I do not. I wish it was just open from the jump. Yeah, um, I I think it's me. 
yeah, I think that's fair to want it to be open from the jump. I also, I kind of like it personally. Um, I just like how different it feels. From it's just so weird that it's like, oh, hey, you're in a city, but you can't go here yet because invisible barrier that only you can see. Yeah, you I, I do I mean? have a here somewhere. Like, it's very convenient for their game design. The, like, yeah. the convenient barriers everywhere. It's kind of like uh, like there are those treasure chests on the map where it's like, oh, you can get all these treasure chests and shit, except for these ones that these guards are blocking until you yeah. figure out whatever bullshit power you need to get past these guards. No, no, no. You can't 100% this area. It's bullshit. Um, so you're hiding from the the guards that are looking for you. You hide out in this abandoned inn, which was very obvious was going to be your base because there's so much empty space in here that they... Like, why would they make so many rooms on this house if it was not going to be somewhere you come back to? And then you go out. You, well, you have to find an outfit, right? It's the next morning, I think. And you have to find an, like, an outfit because you don't want them to recognize you. And you Ah, uh, yes. The, the good old black hair dye and red scarf. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that doing in that chest? In the inn. The only chest in the inn. And it's black hair dye and a scarf. Also, yeah, they would totally just recognize you. Yeah. If I came on this podcast next week with a red scarf and black hair, you would not know who the fuck I I'd am. I'd kick you the fuck <laughs> out. Oh, shit. I'd be like, fuck this guy. What's he doing? I'd sign in with another name. I would change this room behind me. You'd never know. <laughs> okay, that maybe at that point. I don't know. Yeah, that point. If the scarf's like covering half your face, too. It's Tyler's <laughs> yeah. evil brother. Um, And then you go, you go over to the notice board and... You get a little bit of dialogue here that I think is interesting. The, it seems like a lot of the people in the city kind of support the Monstrums, even though up until now you've only heard that the Monstrums are these terrible things that want everybody dead. Uh, it like I think this game's poking at. I don't think it'll fully explore, but it's poking at some like classist themes. Uh, oh, it is totally is. It 100 yeah. percent is. Yeah, especially in this chapter. Yeah. For in sure. the first chapter uh, or the second chapter? Uh, more is, the second chapter for sure. The Krish, is Krisha in the second chapter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah second chapter. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler just disappeared and was replaced by dots for a second there. That's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm just two floating dots in real life. Anyway. Fusion. <laughs> it's Harrison screaming in the background, turning me into yeah, two dots. You don't have to worry about it. Sounds about right. Okay. Um. So then, this is the first time we get transported to the Grimwall Knox. Uh, randomly, and then we mm-hmm. get to meet everybody else. So what are your guys' initial thoughts on all these characters? Ignoring the stuff we obviously learned about Hawk and White Cat later. Uh, you know, interesting group of people, <laughs> and how exactly are we all related? Still, I, I wasn't 100% sure exactly how they were going to intermesh with our part of the story at this point. I was yeah. all for it. I was like, fucking squad, let's go. <laughs> you know, I was like, I can't wait to find out who these people are. Uh, I was excited. I like that stuff. I like how they throw you like all together. Oh yeah, right immediately. Away. Like, I mean, and how it's not like that after you get the other guys. Like, you can actually have more interaction. They're not just not running around by themselves. It definitely. It and I think that's one of the things that this game excels at is it gives you a little bit of the mystery, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna really flesh this out over time. So just just play, and you'll get the answers that you seek. And especially going through chapters two and three, uh, I think they do a really good job of that. So I'm I'm excited to meet the rest of the team. Very much forward. so. Who's yeah? Who's your favorite character? Like who's your, who are you most excited to meet? Ooh, I don't know her name. 
Um, the doll. The doll, the doll probably. The doll. Yeah. Oh, so right next. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, I think Ryan and I both are excited for the same person. Yeah, Renegade. I I really want to learn Which more one about was Renegade. Because there, there's three the others, the right? Smaller one with the horns. Yeah, the okay. quieter character. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's excited about um, the generic trope anime lady. Raging no. Bull? Yeah. Raging something. Yeah, Raging Bull. Bull. Yeah, no, I, I didn't care about her. I like the doll lady. Yeah, cool. yeah, doll would be number two. I'm, I'm, I'm also curious about the doll. Yeah, she I was really cool. And just finding out within the next chapter, obviously, like that she is a doll is that. That's yeah, she's like literally immediately doll. interesting. You know. Um and and for me, this touches on we got one question, everybody. From, uh wonderful community member Rob, what is the one thing standing out to you in this game that makes you want to play it over other games right now? Valheim is what he's referring to. <laughs> Somebody said they want. Uh, uh, for Mira, it's the characters. Like I am so excited to learn more about the characters that they have set out in front of us. Like I want to, I it, story to a secondary degree because of that because obviously the characters are intertwined with it. But I almost care less about the story and more about learning who these monstrums are and and their parts to play. Every time we get revealed more of the monstrum, but then the person who's behind that that persona is. It's so much fun. I really dig it. Yep. Yeah. 100%. For sure. I think the way they're like presenting this game as kind of character studies for the first six chapters anyway yep. uh, is really cool. And you also uh, that's add, probably like, what's drawing add, me to me the most. Add the movement into that, and that makes it like so good because, God, I, I'll say it the, the rest of the podcast, but the movement in this game is so good. It you feels good. So fast, so yep. fluid. Love it. Except for the yeah. jump. The jump sucks. It's very floaty and kind of sucks, but yeah. everything else is good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, this is probably more Stockholm Center from East 8, but I think the jump's fine. Uh, chapter 4 had to... Uh, I, I played a little bit ahead. Uh, Excuse me? No, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, what? No chapter 4. About, there's no chapter 4 say, in this podcast. I played about an hour ahead. <laughs> And I have a little bit of a platforming section. <laughs> I'm a little bit of floatiness. Oh very floaty. Wasn't a huge fan. I, yeah, we didn't hear anything. Podcast listeners, skip ahead. It's it's optional. It's optional. <laughs> this guy spoiling. I'm not spoiling. It's optional. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, oh yeah, and to. Do the opposite question of uh, who do you like the most here? I immediately hated Hawk. He's just the generic douchebag trope that every anime has yeah. to have, and he's the yeah. worst. Big same. Oh, I did not. I, I didn't like Raging Bull because I figured she was the typical anime waifu trope. Um, I liked Hawk because he reminded me a lot of Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Oh. Yep. They're interesting characters. Even though they have these like big egos and they're kind of assholes, they're still interesting because there's always something deeper going on behind the scenes and we obviously find that out in chapter three Not, yeah I we'll get there his, i find his character <laughs> to be interesting yeah i i have fallen more uh into enjoying hawk but immediately yeah, I, I was like fuck this guy <laughs> no mine was raging bull i for sure i just she was kind of annoying because she talked a lot from the jump and typical waifu mentality you know so i don't like that kind of stuff tom you have a character you immediately disliked from their personality there <sighs> No, not really. All of them. He hates them all. He doesn't even like the game. He hates it. Yeah. Oh my god. He hates not Indian. <laughs> he hates double A's. What? He hates anime. He hates the <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> wow. 
It's just, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> if you had a camera, we would see all the <laughs> anime posters behind you. <laughs> yeah. he, is an- he is anime right now, guys. He is yeah. anime. anime. <laughs> Mr. Anime himself. That's why he's so critical. Things aren't on his level. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so yeah, you do this first, um, it's called the Siege Battle here, but it's exactly the same as the Raid Battles in East 8, which were like one of my favorite things. And um, ba- basically, you're defending a big crystal, and later on, you get to like add some lures, and there's more stuff that we haven't seen yet that you get to add to that to make the battles easier. And like all the people you pull into your in base uh, can help you. But the biggest change is that you actually have like all of the monstrums there fighting with you in all of these battles, even the ones that are not in your party, which is really cool. Yeah, these are really fun. It's uh, uh it makes the simple combat fun because it's just a big wave you know just get to mash and mash and mash and mash and the cutscenes mm-hmm. look good you may be hitting one button but it feels like so much more it i, I definitely felt the chaos um especially later on where you got through a couple more um but i mean I, like I, chapter four no because you do another one right <laughs> the next yeah we do, do yeah more. fuck off tom <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, holding uh, up something for you. You can't uh, see it right now. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. I, I like uh, I like what those things are doing. It's interesting because wave-based combat isn't necessarily like my favorite thing. But having all those characters around and especially being able to upgrade them later on and what you're able to do with those fields that you're battling in, I think it's interesting. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah I, ju- I just love like... Uh, upgrading things like base upgrades with the material. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, you know something we kind of skip past really quickly is you can do some shopping, or can we not do shopping yet? You shop. Yeah, you can do a little bit of shopping. So this game actually has like a a money economy, and in the last game it was all items, which are still a lot of item economy in this game, but there was no money economy because uh, you were on a deserted island. Nobody needed money. Um. You guys have any thoughts on the economy? I, I like. I don't. I don't like money economies, honestly, in games to begin with. I much prefer materials. I much prefer you need to go farm this material to get this item, like these specific materials. That makes more sense to me than just go kill whatever and you'll get some money and then you can buy whatever you want. I haven't really done anything, like even purchasing wise, like the food or even like I know I found like another empty vial. Um. But like I said, I haven't even used any healing. I used one healing item yeah. once, but I haven't really done anything uh, alongside any of the shops, really. Yeah, I think I bought like much. one sword. Yeah, so I, I upgraded my sword, but I never bought a new I, sword. I bought a new sword for um, the main guy, Adol. Adol. And then I bought new claws for the other character, which we'll get into in chapter two. But uh, I feel like the money economy is super weird because I feel like I've played a lot and have done a lot of fights and done a lot of stuff. And I feel like I don't have a lot of money yeah, same. and I feel like I'm running out of money and I can't buy the things I want. And it's fucking frustrating. How much money do you have? Uh, like currently in my game, like maybe 300 gold or whatever the fuck the, the money is, because we'll we'll get into that later. I say, have you not found? There's, I've been finding chests that have like one to two. I find, yeah, but the weapons cost a shit ton of money. Yeah, they do. I like a shit ton of money. I'm not. I've been, 
I've been upgrading and I still have like eight grand. You've been upgrading, like buying the new stuff, or just upgrading the sword. You, you, upgrading the sword, I have. Like, I was able to turn the gothic sword into a broadsword. I was able to yeah. turn the claws into the next version oh, of claws. Okay. So yeah. I never upgrade. I never. I didn't upgrade to plus three to see that you could do that. That's good then, because you can just ignore the money economy in that okay, case. Okay, so that's well, yeah. they, t- they tell you that right away. There's like it's cheaper to just upgrade with materials than it is to buy new. Then one. that's where I'm fucking up because I'm just buying the next set and I'm losing all my money. Dude, do you even yeah. anime, bro? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely... That's, I definitely uh, don't have an anime shirt on or an anime tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good to hear. Cause the... I got my ramen bowl shirt on. So yeah, that's right. You can see we, it, we, right? we don't know, Tom. <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> we don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah, you don't, you don't even know Tom. Even... <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, so yeah, don't don't buy anything then, I guess. Yeah, Chris, like, we're fucking this game up. We suck, dude. Yeah, man. No, well, I would. I mean, I like that better. <laughs> I wish I would have known that. I glad we told you pretty early in the game. Still, yeah, because uh, there's something that can happen in chapter four, and oh I, my God, I this guy pretty was much sp- wasted oh, all my money. Spoiler city. <laughs> Jesus, this we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> I want like, to talk about it. I haven't played. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It sounds like you got your just desserts for playing ahead and spending all your yeah. money. Likely story. Yeah, that's what you get for getting to the checkpoint before we even started the game. <laughs> <laughs> True. The game was yeah, fun. No. Fuck off. Tyler, <laughs> in our transistor episode, Tyler was already up through chapter. I like the game. It was fun. <laughs> it's a good game. I'm not going to this podcast damn. to play more. It's well, a good game. Whose fault is that? You guys, I don't know. <laughs> I, look, I just lowered my chair. This is what you get. This is as low <laughs> as my chair goes. I'm down here. Uh, yeah, do you uh, that's actually a good question. Do you guys think you would have played this without the game club? I would no, have 100% not. Uh, I never would have heard about it. Like, this is the first I've ever heard of East, so uh, I'm glad uh, you. I, I probably would have got it when it would have been on sale. Yeah, mm. um, like I, I do that with a lot of anime games. It yeah. depends. Or RPG I mean, ones. I could see Chris persuading me to play it. Because um, Chris and I seem to have very similar taste in games. So, I could see there's, that. There's a chance. If I mean, if you guys would have pointed it out and, and got me to look into it <clears throat> without the podcast, I might have. Um, but my schedule's so busy lately. Valheim. Um, <laughs> like, it, lo- it, it looked enjoyable, but I, I didn't know exactly how much fun I was going to have until we started playing it for the podcast this is a blast i'm i'm really digging this game so far yeah okay so in the story you uh we just we finished our first siege battle um there's a little scene after every siege battle where prelis says some cryptic shit that i don't understand and then shoots a gun and it ends the grimwald knocks you can skip those which yeah. I was pissed about the first time because it was the first time I tried to pause a cutscene and it skipped it. I'm like, what the Same. fuck, game? <laughs> Same. Yeah, my, my parent, my mom was coming home at that exact moment and I was like, oh, pause the game real quick, say hi. Uh, oops, I skipped it. And then I looked it up on YouTube and was like, well, that wasn't fucking worth watching. Dude, same. Exact same. <laughs> I went to the YouTube cutscene movie. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> And then you can pause other cutscenes. You can pause the more important ones, but because yeah. the Aprilis ones kind of not identical every time, but basically they, they the same. mean nothing. Yeah. yeah, they mean nothing. Um, they at least skip those. Okay, so you head back to the end and you establish your base here uh, to start off chapter two: the White Cat's Melancholy. 
Yeah, white cat. Yeah, white cat. Uh, so you start the chapter off heading off to Pendleton uh, because apparently Pendleton visits the prison frequently. So you're looking for clues on like what's going on at the prison and how to get back in to investigate it. Uh, so here's the part where you kind of run around the central area. Um, this is this is probably where I first started doing some shopping, like looking at the shops at least and getting mad about there being a real world economy, a real money, economy, real world economy. <laughs> it's real, real money world. economy, damn you. <laughs> and now we just learned that we fucked that all up. So that, that we <laughs> uh, there's a guy you can talk to here who tells you about landmarks. Every three landmarks you get, he'll give you a reward, which is a uh, cool. Like uh, that's something I love about East. I think I have this note further down, but um, like it rewards you for everything you do. Map exploration, finding landmarks, finding those little pedal things, everything you do in the game. There's a somewhere someone you can talk to somewhere that will give you rewards for doing it. And I and I think that's one of the things I really like about the game is you can open up the map and kind of see like a checklist of like what you need to do in this area to 100% this section of Balduke. And that is the kind of shit that I love. It's very um, Assassin's Creed 2 or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood of like going through and 100%ing this one specific area. I love that kind of stuff. With the three different map sizes. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I don't know, a little bit of a critique. I I, I don't know why we need an expanded mini map. I can understand the two different versions of the main map, but I don't necessarily understand why we need the expanded mini map. Yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just a lot of like, accidentally going to the wrong map over and over again there's not a problem mm -hmm. with it because more information is never a problem it's just i push the wrong button and it's like well that's not the fucking map i want and then you have to push four more buttons to get out of that map and get to the one you want yeah um so <laughs> this note has not held up i have a going straight from the main gates to the central district there's no like loading screen you just immediately load into that area and that was really cool because you say you had literally loading screens for every area, but 99% of the time you're still getting a loading screen in this game between small areas. They're just really fast loads and on PS5, so it doesn't matter to me. Oh, yeah, Ryan, that's one of the questions I had is how are the load times on PS4? Uh, initial load times are, but like to fast travel point to point, pretty snappy. Okay, cool. that's good. Yeah, they're like non-existent on PS5. Yeah, it, within like when you go to like a dungeon, it's like five seconds. I was gonna buy this on PC, but the PC release doesn't happen until sometime in the summer or fall. Weird. So, so weird. yeah, it, here it's funny because like the load times are so fast. At one point, like a, like the screen came up to give you like a little bit of lore or whatever. You before, can't even like, read it all. Yeah, you can't <laughs> read it before like you load in the area. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was actually, I was actually annoyed at how fast it loaded. I read it enough for all of you. How I was able to read it. I wasn't done reading. What the fuck? Um. Okay, so there's another vendor over here in Central District called Maxim that you can talk to. He sells you what he calls black market items, uh, which includes items that you missed from the story that are important, which is good yeah, to know that guy. like, even if you skip an important side quest or whatever, if it had an item related to it, you can still go back and buy that I'm item. I'm glad that you said that because I didn't know that. Ah! <laughs> um map system is not good about separating things on different elevations. This is my biggest problem with the game, probably, where mm. like, it'll show a chest, but it's like below a bridge that you're standing on top of, 
and you or it could be like on a bridge above you 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 just don't know it requires yeah. i don't know compared to east 8 where everything was separated by floors because there wasn't this kind of verticality i really love exploring the world and like the verticality of it but i wish that they like the chest would gray out when you're on a lower floor or higher no floor. It, it's super shitty because the second you go from like the main gate district into the central district with the fountain I had a big issue with that very first chest on the right where I was like, oh, let's get this chest. And I was like, oh, it, it's right here. No, it's not. It's actually down near the canal, like in the right hand corner. And I can't fucking get this yet until like way later into this story. Yeah, uh, so it, it super sucks. And that I actually missed a chest later on because of that. Yeah, it's it's super annoying. Tom, you have any thoughts on the map? You have any problem with it? It's a map. I don't know. Boom! Oh, this guy, this guy likes and... maps. I, very, like, <laughs> I don't look at it a lot unless I need to know where, like, I need to go for a mission. But and even then, it's kind of asinine. It doesn't really tell you a good direction. But you mark. You just you just set set waypoint. One of the things I yeah, do I like don't about set the map, any waypoints, especially in the main story, is I do like how it puts a marker as like red is the main story item, uh, blue is the start of like a side quest or whatever. Uh, green is like a, an interaction. I, I like those kind of things. Makes it easier to identify what you need to do and what the priority is. For sure. Um, so th there's a lot of vendors in the Central District. That's something that I'm... I, I mean, if you can do everything with like upgrading with materials and you can do that in and around your base, which it seems like you can... Uh, from our conversation here, then it doesn't really matter, but there are way too many vendors if you actually have to go to, go to these vendors. I wish they would just be condensed in your inn. 100%. I don't want to run around there. Agreed. Yep. All right. So after you're running around there a little bit, you go into Pendleton uh, and you talk to Krisha and what's her sister's name? Uh, Carla. Carla. Yeah, I just uh, remembered that. Nice. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Where, where's your bonnets? And you accept a quest to find the Pendleton thief because somebody's been stealing from the Pendletons. Uh, nobody knows who. It's a big mystery. Couldn't we possibly guess. Uh, so now you it gives you a tutorial about fast travel. You can fast travel to anything, which is great, including landmarks. It took forever in East 8 to unlock the ability to fast travel to landmarks. It is mm. very helpful here to just you can anywhere you, you have been, you can you get guys there. actually fast travel though, because I think the movement is so smooth and fluid. I never fast travel. Mm -hmm. It's not on that Spider Man level for me where I don't want to fast travel. I'll still fast travel. I do occasionally, not every time. The first time I did it was just as a let's see how fast fast travel is. Fast travel's quick. I don't I don't think I've done it yet. Because the load times are so fast on the PS5, it's like running from point to point. It's <laughs> for, for the audio listeners you wouldn't see the face that ryan just made hey just give him a reason to come watch the video podcast <laughs> hey youtube.com uh spelunkers we don't have our own URL. search for the spelunkers come give us <laughs> come give us subscribers so we can have a custom url um so you go to the agricultural districts uh you fight some enemies here you try to go into the canal but you can't because it's blocked off. You like run into a wall, basically. How many times you guys oh, no. won the water right here? None. Just once, I think. Just the one time. Okay. How, how many times? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
are we talking about getting the pedal off of the the bridge thing, the mill on the left hand side? Because probably I don't twice. Know if I got that. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, so you can't get through, but you like you go back and the doll shows up and she tells you about the little like what are they called? Do they call them something? They're like little tiny balls that have little enemies in them. They're pokeballs. Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> can we if there can was we a name Tom, my friend this camera ain't working we can just say his audio isn't working uh, Tom, yeah, yeah, you're cutting out man no, testicles uh, testicles, <laughs> testicles. <laughs> anyways there's these little uh like testicles green orbs, green orbs around that when you walk into them they make enemies appear uh, and this is where you get, uh, what is it called? Boost mode, which is like your your L R one plus L one that turns yes. you into a super yep. yeah yeah. Um, which is really cool. That's new for this game. In the other game, it was just you fill the bar and then you can do your extra skill. But here, you get like a few seconds of like super powerful attacks before you can still do your extra skill, which is super cool. Uh, so you, the doll basically pops up and explains, oh, you need to take out a bunch of these things to make a really big one appear, which will, then you'll do a siege, and um, that's how you clear out the paths. Which I'm kind of confused about, lore-wise, that they all have to take out these same sieges over and over again for each one to unlock the path. It just seems very bizarre. But Aprilis is a slave driver. What do you want? I don't know. It yeah, doesn't make any sense at all. I don't understand it. Maybe we'll find out later on. Maybe. There's still two thirds of a game ahead of us. Is there? Roughly. There is. Uh, yeah, and this is uh, the part where you talk to the doll for a little while, and you find out that she is like legitimately a real doll, like IRL. Which was the animated. moment I was like, I need to know more about this character. Yeah, yeah. That was the moment where I was like, You're the most fucking interesting character out of all of them. I'd like to know what the fuck happened with you. Yeah, it's odd. Like, how did Aprilis choose this doll to be one of her, like, warriors or whatever the hell she's planning, whatever the fuck she's doing? Who knows? We we know where she took some inspiration from, Chris. Do we? Is it a sex doll? I don't know. No. Seven <laughs> Deadly <laughs> Sins? Go Bloodborne? Talking about? Oh, okay. That's Bloodborne? Weird. Yes. Yeah. I the might doll doll. Is a doll. Who? The lady the that levels you up. The lady that I killed with my tentacle hands on accident. Yeah, yeah and then she just comes back. Bloodborne's yeah, not fine. a good game. You get the hell off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be like for the quick time. Entire- Join the no <laughs> camera side. <laughs> <laughs> Let me shut my camera off quick. How's <laughs> 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 that for a podcast? <laughs> You're ruining Chris's video. <laughs> I'm back. Anyways, now we go to we do the second speech. <laughs> and then wait, we got oh god. Also, wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about the most important part about this game is, that? is um Ryan's love of the anime boobs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we skipped over Brian Bull lady. That wasn't well, we even the boobs I was talking. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to her yet. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh well which lady's boobs do you really like? This is the lady that works at Dandelion, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I have thoughts about that bar name. Yeah, that that 
that's an awful. Player. Oh man, I can't Smash. wait till we talk about the main guy. I love him, dude. Yeah, Shantae? So cool. Shantae, yes, yeah, <laughs> so awesome. I love him. Well, let's do it in order. So, Chris, where were we? We're at the Tranquil <laughs> Underpass. Uh, so you you go to the Tranquil Underpass, which is a dungeon. This is like maybe the most unspectacular dungeon. Uh, it's just a lot of more sewers. Same They've as the last. They've all been dungeon. like this though. They're yeah, they're pretty this. unspectacular. You fight the what's his name? Beelzebub. Beezlebub. I did like this dead. boss fight. I thought the boss fight was fun. Wait, talk what are we talking battles? about? I don't remember this we're one. We're talking about boss battles. <laughs> this is what happens when I drink for the podcast. <laughs> this is what happens when he has no camera. Yeah. Uh, what, no, Giesel, oh. Giesel-bub, I think is what I have written on. Oh, I'm shirtless okay. right now. Maybe. I'm completely naked. <laughs> God help you if my camera suddenly starts working. <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely <laughs> not standing on my chair, Tipo. Oh, I dropped my mic. <laughs> my mic fell over. Oh no! This is a professional operation, everybody. <laughs> my mic fell over, and then my my mic fell on my keyboard. You locked my screen. This is the reason you joined the Discord. All right, can you hear me? Am I yeah. live? Yes, we got you. Bro. You're Wait, fine. who is this? Could you hear me? Well, my screen you know, don't locked. speak Spanish. <laughs> Diesel bub. How about that Diesel bub? Diesel. Diesel. Still at this point, the combat still hasn't really like warmed up. Or wait, are we fighting with Krisha yet? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yeah, so now, yeah, now, now it takes yeah. a little different. To, I'm, I'm now starting to do the armored attacks, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've got blunt damage with her, and this is uh where my next note comes in. This isn't. That's in Cloaca Maxima. Sorry, real quick. You don't get her until Cloaca Maxima okay. or whatever. Yeah. So at this point, I'm still like, I'm just, I'm waiting because we've gotten a second skill at this point. So I'm starting to see that there can be depth to this combat system, but they haven't given it to me yet. So at this point, I'm still just like mashing square. Like, where is the more fun combat game in between segments of, oh, this character drip is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So you leave that dungeon. Nobody cares about that boss. You go to the shanty town. There we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is where all the like uh, hookers. The what the hookers? What? Yeah, the hookers. <laughs> the hookers live in Shanty Town. You said hookers. Yeah, this is where they all get drunk and waste their money because you know they like their stimulus checks and they don't want to work yeah. for their money. Oh my God, Tom. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Hot takes. Right? Is that not how that you saw this? Like going into this part, like no, the guys like, okay. so all they're doing is getting free money from the white cat, and they're like, "Fuck, this is great! I don't want to work anymore." And they're just gambling it away and getting drunk, and like, "I'm never gonna go back to work again." Some free of them. Money. There was also a grandma getting medicine that she needed. All right. Okay, the, the, so point the point is, um, there's three to one on that factor, right? The now. point and is, Tom, um, it's complicated. Can you just go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the point is, yes, it is complicated. Um, so the Gillians are the ones that live here. Like after the Roman invasion, they were kind of forced into poverty, and now they live in this little crappy shanty town. Uh, and there's a guy who basically says, like, Gillians are taxed more than Romans, so no matter how hard we work, we can never get anywhere. And that's just like, that's mood, man. That's fucked up. No taxation without representation. Time to get the muskets. All right, that's. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like there's some serious classist themes going on here. Uh, like the poor get poor, the richer. Yeah. Yep. Certainly through this chapter. 
Um, and then, yeah, uh, <laughs> Grand Gran, the lady that's, uh, I think they call her Grand Gran, and uh, yeah. she she's the one that's getting medicine that she needs, but it, she's actually the one that expresses the same opinion Tom just shared, that the, govern- <laughs> the government giving them money is kind of bad. It's like, Grand Gran, no. <laughs> <laughs> the government is oppressing you. Stop letting them gaslight you. Just, just take the money. Yeah. Uh, oh, take the money and run. <laughs> what is happening tom did you start drinking 40s know. yeah he was drinking like t- 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 i am on my third beer <laughs> oh, i've been drinking pretty quick here shit all right so there's a little battle orb strewn all around the place those little green orbs that we we're talking about earlier mm-hmm. um it's so they this is a really smart way of them getting around the fact that the game actually takes place in a town because all the other east games take place like out in the wilderness primarily where you can just find enemies and you fight them but these are like their way of putting enemies in the city while still mm-hmm. having the city quote unquote feel alive it's very sparse it's not like you know densely populated or anything but there's people i How do much- like that you can fight them while there's people around but i don't like that literally it's like one guy and like every fourth person looks like the guy you just passed how much uh are you engaging with those battles throughout the city if i see one i'll do it yeah yeah, same. yeah i try so. not to do it more than once like because they'll pop up like if i get if i can get out a box out of it what are the hell are those boxes called the little oh, chest that gives you an item at the end yeah. Yeah. yeah um you know if i get one out of that then i won't go back to that area mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i could count the number i've done on one hand oh really yeah i've, I've barely done them and well, uh, I'm leveled as I need to do. In fact, I went into a dungeon, uh, the first dungeon where we get our next party member. The next party member was 14. I was 12. By the end of the dungeon, we were all 17. Oh, interesting. Oh, I'm yeah. a higher level than that. I'm like level 19 right now, but yeah, same. I'm that would explain my little know. bit more use of items because I have. Tom says he's used one thing. I've I've eaten a few things, but maybe I'm a little under leveled because I've done zero grinding. Well, I mean, oh, I, I haven't grinded grinding, all, but there, I just there like are to... items that boost your XP too. Like yeah, I haven't yeah. used yeah. them, but they're there. I have. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, yeah. um, you can get like a you can craft a talisman that boosts your XP by like two percent. Have not done oh. that. Or five percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't done that either. You know, I did not do that. But I also I have do... a hard time figuring out what the hell my level is most of the time because it doesn't make it very obvious. Like when you level up, there's like a small little fanfare, but. It's like in the bottom right hand of the corner. It just kind of pops up quick and then it's gone. It pops like, above no. your head in combat. And that's all I really noticed. There's so much flashing and other dancey stuff happening. I don't really pay attention. It's not important. I don't think. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, nothing like, has mattered. Like, I haven't felt like, oh, shit, I'm fucked here. Yeah, I'm not being facetious at all about it. Just truly, it's one of those things where it feel like, I feel like it doesn't matter where you are able to make it through the combat regardless of what skill you are. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, hmm. I don't remember what I was gonna say. I'll cut that. Uh, white. Anyways, so the white, <laughs> white cat is giving money. I won't. Okay. Leave it. Uh, so the white cat is giving money to the people you find out, and yeah, like some of them are talking about, oh, that like they're 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 very ungrateful. Frankly, they're like, oh, yeah, that fucking bitch needs to get back here and give us no more fucking money. What the fuck is she doing? Not giving I ran us out money. of beer. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. Uh, those guys can go to hell. But I think, uh, by and large, people are using the money for good, Tom. 
Okay, uh, out of the people we've talked to, three don't want to work anymore and are mad that they don't get the money anymore. And Grand Graham's the only one that was fucked. Dudes who were like dickholes talking about gambling and shit. Okay, did you not do the side quest later where it's the three of them that there was a third dude? Yeah, there's a third dude. What? There's the third dude. This is probably the one you skipped and were mad about. No, I skipped that one in chapter three. This one dude who's just lazy. One dude who wants to not work like quit his boating job and then a third dude who wants to gamble and drink it all away these were side quests well it was part of one side you you meet all three in the first time but like there's part of the side quest you go like you give give a flower to each of them yeah for the flower shop part yeah and turn them around and be like oh i'm a great member of society now because i got a flower maybe this is the one i skipped yeah. Except that one guy doesn't fucking care anyway, and he's all sad. He just like <laughs> walks away. He sees them all together. He's like, "Fuck those guys. They don't want to hang out. Mm. They I don't want to drink." Oh, interesting. I just didn't say pop up. <laughs> <laughs> <So wild. laughs> Maybe they should have put a fucking notice on the board. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they on the board, I ain't doing that shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was that, running that is- around. And it popped up uh, on the map, and it was the flower shop. Yeah, yeah, that is the thing. Like, I'm glad that in East Eight, all the quests were on that board. You do get a board later in this game that has most of the quests on it, but there's still a lot that's like you could very easily miss if you're just not paying attention to the map all the time. Yeah, oh, really? That's one of the things that's kind of frustrating is they actually have a time limit on them. So if you don't do them within the specific chapter that they are set in, you cannot do them at all. Yeah, like the short ones, it has to be within that. Yeah, it has to be a short or a long, and that's frustrating. As somebody who is very much a completionist in these kind of games, knowing that I... You fucked up? Yeah, more than (laughs) It's nice that they let you know in some fashion, though. Yeah, but it's so frustrating because I can't go back and... Oh, for sure. And um... actively fix that problem you know right but there's that uh what i do like is there's that shady dealer um that you can find and anything you missed in the last chapter you can buy from him like at the end of the game if it comes down to it like i miss a trophy yeah at least it's early on man because i I feel good because you missed that trophy (laughs) (laughs) think about this though at least it's within the first three hours that you can easily like just blaze through it and just do that quest but but you you get them (laughs) It's just yeah, like, no, I understand. Yeah, I get what you mean, but also you're probably not going to go with the platinum because the platinum probably requires you to play through the game again on Inferno or Lunatic. East Eight required a second playthrough on Inferno. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, yeah, I'm 100 percent not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I platinum Nino Kuni too, and that was a super grind. What is it with you and platinums, man? I love them. It's fun. They're so sparkly and shiny. You like a like game enough, you want to get the platinum. It's fun. I don't care. If I enjoy the game enough, I don't yeah, really care about platinum. getting the platinum. But And I want to keep playing it, but I already beat it. I'm going to go for the platinum because that gives me an incentive to keep playing it. Okay. I mean, more power to you. I don't know. They don't click with me that hard. Yeah, for sure. If I'm close to one and I like the game, I'll get it. But otherwise... Yeah. That, yeah. So you... Uh, you see the white cat giving people money and then you go back and report to Pendleton that you, the people giving, cause they, they sent you to the shanty town cause they seem to be living better than they were. So everyone was like, Oh, they're taking our fucking money. So you go back to Pendleton. <laughs> you go back to Pendleton. Uh, you tell Carla, Hey, the white cat's giving them money. Uh, 
and your then fucking some... sister. Yeah, you, you don't tell you. You technically don't know that yet. It's, it's it's a reveal. It's a big reveal coming up. You don't know. I fucking knew who that was. Yeah, I mean, the, like, okay, it. this looks exactly like her. Like, this has to be the white yeah. cat. I, I, I didn't realize it until like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with Chris. I didn't really realize until they revealed it, and I was like, oh shit! Wait, you're with me. I know. I'm I sorry, it. Tyler. I, I like, Guys, I don't know what names are anymore. <laughs> drink, drink. drink. So, uh, yeah, so then you see somebody, well, you don't see anybody. It's like the doors open while you're talking to Carla and you chase the white cat back to, uh, the slums and you like kind of chase her around here, which is fun. Cause she's doing this. Up walls. Yeah, first and, time I did too. Cause oh, I didn't I know what the, the fuck was time. going on. Okay, yeah. So. I like, I thought I had all the time in the world. So I repelled I up and then I failed. Stupid. I was like, I can't believe I fucking failed this. Yeah, well, I don't we all failed for... once. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care for these chasing ones because uh, yeah. there's one later where you gotta chase the thief, and I was like, no, this is dumb. Honestly, those ch- like chase scenes in video games are up there with uh, missions where you have to shepherd someone through the mission. If it was a chase scene that was a quick time event, then I'd be fine with it. But just running for no reason, so I, I'd be chase... less okay with a quick time event. <laughs> yeah, I am fine with pressing the buttons. I, I did the chase scene, but then there was like a chest right there, and it's like, oh, a shiny penny. <laughs> Let me, <laughs> yeah. Let me grab that butterfly real quick. Um, I I didn't mind the chase scenes. I actually like chasing chase scenes in games yeah, in general. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't like them at all. Yeah, I would definitely not put them on the tier of the, the freaking defending somebody while they're walking. Hey, that's up there for me. That shit's awful. I hate Ooh. that. Escort mission. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are on the same par for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you, so then you, you catch up to her and she falls and she turns back to her normal form. Uh, and surprise. Oh, it's the banker girl, Krisha. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, surprise. It's not surprising. <laughs> own, uh, keeps fucking up a name and it, it keeps putting it in as Krisha or Keisha. 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 So, My phone like, auto-corrected it to K. Sean at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have Keisha uh, is an interesting character, <laughs> like over and over. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I've typed Krisha that often. I mostly just type it as a white cat. I keep forgetting she has mm. a normal person name. Um, My hand wrote it pretty fine. So Fair. fuck your hand, Tom. Your, yeah, fuck your <laughs> hand. Go fuck your hand right now. You don't have a camera. It doesn't matter. Um, Been so, doing it the whole time. Blunkers <laughs> only fan account we're in the top one <laughs> yeah no cam only fan <laughs> uh, the, the Pendletons deserve to go out of business here because they've been getting stolen from for three months Carla said and they never investigated any of the employees yeah that's pretty care. dumb <laughs> I think I killed Tyler <laughs> <laughs> No fans of the cams think really. Um. So you get you get the white cat into your party now, uh, because she's like, oh, I don't know if I should keep giving these people money. Oh, I'm thinking about my life. Oh, I'll come with you to the Kaloaka Maxima. <laughs> no decisions have consequences. Oh, okay. <laughs> what have I done with my life? Tyler died. Uh, yeah, Tyler died. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Still happens. Still happens. Still 
sorry. That was so funny to me. I don't know why. <laughs> sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, so you get the power to run up walls here, which I was very glad to see that they they let any character use any power. I was really afraid they were going to make you keep swapping your party around constantly to use whatever power uh, you needed. That would have been a big pain in the butt. But yeah, any yeah. character can do any power. They're all mapped to the controller very nicely so far. Yeah, I would say the quality of life feels really good in this game for the most part. Uh, the shopping thing is definitely a dent in that, but um, for for the most part, things are very like, yeah, do it, do what you want. Um, so th- this is the first time that the Nox meter like kind of moved. It like went back down to five randomly for no reason, and they hadn't even explained what the Nox meter is. And I, I just have like several notes here that's like, what the fuck is this meter? What is it doing? Why is it moving? What does it even mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily, we find out about that later. I still don't know why it reset itself at this point because usually it's after a chapter. But it's probably because there was nothing to uh, none of those like the miasma gates or whatever to unlock at that point. But you were gaining stuff just from doing the yeah because uh, like, technically you, you do like make one like you do a full meter right to get into that first dungeon yeah so i i think that's why it populates after you find krisha the first time okay yeah maybe yeah maybe it gave me those twilight shards too and i just didn't notice yeah i i think it does yeah it gave okay. me a bunch so yeah then you you go to cloaca maxima which is mm-hmm. just another sewer that they've given another stupid name yep there's too many sewers right off the bat this, in this game. okay this is my issue. poop this is my correct. <laughs> this is my issue with the game is like the dungeon designs are so bland and boring yeah, up until the next chapter where it kind of deviates a little bit. Yeah. But it's still very much like, oh, here's a fucking gray wall and a couple of barrels and some enemies, you know? And there's a tree trunk in a and piece I, of I'm ore. hoping it gets a little bit more interesting because it, it just it's not super satisfying at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is the first dungeon where you're fighting with multiple party members, though, and I believe, Ryan, you wanted to talk a little bit about how the combat starts getting more interesting here. Uh, yeah, even though it's it's not much at this point yet, but, like, getting a different character with different skills, like, that is the first glimpse of, like, okay, this is how combat becomes a little more complex, because uh, that, that was my biggest gripe, I would say, through the first, the, the prologue in the first chapter of the game is that combat... Yeah, combat just feels really simple. Um, it's it's really just hitting the same attack button or the same skill button if you have skill power. Um, where here, it, they're starting to be like, okay, here's a second character. They do a different kind of damage and they have different skills. It's like, all right, okay, all right. Here's here's the depth. And, you know, it starts to expand more and more in the next chapter. Starts to expand when they show you the um, the boost skills, R1 and L1 together. Um, but it, up until this point, even with <clears throat> even with the the parry and the dodge system, I was barely engaging with that. I was just like lock on, mash, 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 mash. So having the second damage type to have to pay attention to, having different skills on that character, uh, made combat feel a little more complex for me. Yeah, I pretty much have the exact same note. Where the second you get more party members, the combat becomes more fun because yeah. you are able to switch between them use their items and actually figure out what enemy types have like a different um, stagger system. It, it became uh, like a fire emblem game in that way of like, okay, what do I need to use to use their uh, weakness against them? And mm. uh, I, I like that aspect of fighting. It, it was really interesting. Mm. And, yeah. And for me, it reminded me more of uh, like what uh, one of the star ocean games. 
um, was the first one I played. I think it was PS3. But the, you have all the people in your party, and you can switch to them at will, and each one does a different thing, and it reminded me of that, uh, so that you know how to use them correctly. Well, uh, to me, it kind of came back to Ghost of Tsushima. Like, this is the attack I use to, to break the stance of this enemy. This is the attack I use to sure. break the stance of this enemy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. For me, it's Final Fantasy Thirteen is maybe my first experience with that kind of stagger thing. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> to be fair, I've been thinking about replaying that game, so I'm just saying that. <laughs> let's, let's go on a very brief Final Fantasy Thirteen tangent. The sequels fucking suck, the story specifically. In those. first game is fun. I got all the way up to like halfway through the game, but then I, I stopped. The Thirteenth Lightning and Snow and right those guys, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't and, for that. and Zaz, and he's got a. I enjoyed uh, ten. I enjoyed ten when you're the freaking chicks in the band more than I enjoyed that game. Ten two. Yeah, that's Man. an okay. Thirteen's better. <laughs> hey, uh, twelve is underrated. <laughs> twelve is amazing. Twelve is the best. Fantasy. I'm playing. No, uh, eight is the best. Twelve is so good. I'm playing. <laughs> Nine is the worst. We're a Final Fantasy podcast here in Fuck a few you, weeks. Tom. Nine is a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Nine is my favorite Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite East. Wow, weird. Yes. Wow. Just remember, just, just remember this. Chris said we can do whatever we want. He doesn't care. I did say that. Yeah, and you've been <laughs> muted this whole time. But you're still talking. Actually, I'm the one that has to mute me, though, because I'm the one recording the podcast. So there, you go through this dungeon again, another generic dungeon. Nothing really happens here. Boss, <laughs> the first boss yes. in this dungeon, Glamandy. This is, is that the name? Glamandy. What? Lamandy. G L E M A N D Y. Glamandy. I don't know. I thought it was two L's this whole time. I was like, what the fuck is that? Glam. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you say it again? Yeah, say it again for us. One more time. Glam. <laughs> I think Tom's actually drowning in his beer at this point. Uh, I kind of like the look of this creature. It's like a weird, like chimera kind of amalgamation of creatures, but has like a face, like a hollow is, from. Is this the way you fight like the weird jail cell thing with like the like weird barbed wire around it? No, I think that's the last. No, that's, uh, that's chapter three. The yeah. Okay. The sorry. cage that falls. Yes. Yeah, it's coming. Sorry. sorry. Um. So the, I think it's from this boss, maybe, that you get your first sacramental, which is uh, like tools that you get extra slots for. They're kind of like the traversal tools in the last game, where you get books throughout the game that are going to give you more slots for them, and they have passive effects. But this first one they give you is super lame. It just makes the idle heal work in dungeons, basically. How is that lame? I love that shit. <laughs> you, should, you just have to yeah, sacrifice a virgin to get it to work. all the damage in battle anyways. Yeah, I mean, I'm too good at this game to take damage so it's mm. like, uh, i'm gonna go with the i'm entering dungeons under leveled thing <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't like the idea of idling to heal to begin with like it's just it's like so you don't care i mean it, what it basically says is the game doesn't care if you have full health all the time it's like it's fine yeah. with it so it may as well just fully heal you after every fight then if rather than make you stand there and heal yeah, that's a fair point. I guess it works out as like in in real life is like, OK, let me set the game down real quick. Go hit the bathroom, grab a drink. I come back. I'm full health. But like <laughs> sure. you, you, you bring up a good point of like if the game's going to do that, why not just heal you after, you know, after the fight immediately anyway? Yeah. Um, 
So the something new in this game as well is the extra gauge or the boost gauge, whatever you want to call it, depletes while you're not fighting. So you can't just like store it for a boss. That's what I would always do in the last game, kind of like a limit in Final Fantasy VII. Just keep it until you get to a boss. But uh, if you're not fighting, it goes away. So you got to use it, which is good. I like that because I'm constantly using it now, which is super fun. Uh, so there's another boss in this dungeon at the end called, these names are great, Dragia Haman. Not good. Uh, is this the muscle fly? <laughs> it might. Muscle fly. Do you not remember the boss? <laughs> it's exactly like a, it's what like I thought. a fly head. And it's like a man's body with yes, muscles. Yes. Like... I think it is. What I have written is anime uh, asylum demon from Dark <laughs> It's just like a big guy with a club. Uh, you hit his legs a lot, and then he bends over, and you hit him in the face. Correct. That's the boss. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Accurate statement of that fight. Um, so you you get out to Balduke Prison, because your whole goal in all the chapters so far has been get into Balduke Prison and investigate, but then you just like leave without really learning anything every time. I don't understand. Or, yeah, you, le- you get to leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that at the end. I have a theory about that. (laughs) Oh, interesting. (laughs) Oh. So while you're in the Balduke prison, like it it wasn't a bit as big a deal as I thought it was going to be when I wrote this note, but there's like this this stealth section briefly where if you get caught, you get sent back to the beginning of this area and it's really not very hard and they haven't done it again yet. Like luckily you can get caught. Yeah. It's it's hard to get caught. I jumped down to get caught to see if it would send you back to the beginning or if you would get into a fight. Sure, you jumped down. It's so not hard, I didn't label it as a stealth section. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just don't put stealth sections in games, ever. Unless it's a stealth game. Yeah. Right. Um, So then we talked to Parks a little bit, and now we can talk about what we think of Parks. I think he's suspicious as fuck. He's a little sus, yeah. Very sus. Yeah, um, sus. I want to know more, but he's pretty sus. He looks like a gentle old man. He, I mean, he does. That's true. But like, there was a an old, like the nicest old man you've ever met in your life in East Eights, and he was a doctor, and he healed you, and he sold you potions, and then he was a serial killer, and he killed a bunch of people. That's but you fine. Know, you know what kind of old man has their pulse on the city like Parks does? Yeah. No, not on the city, on the prison. Not just the prison. Once you get him out, he's like he's he's on he top some shit of about people. That prison though, that is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Even That's more so then. It's pretty fucking. We also sucks. haven't really talked about the Romans, dude. The, the prison guards admit that they don't know that much about the prison. How does Parks know that much? But the thing is, right? Is like we haven't really talked about the Romans or like. Tyler's out here trying to change the subject. I'm saying there's some shit going on with this city in general. For sure. Up for mystery, obviously. Yeah. And why is Park so interested and have so much information in the first place? Because he's old. He's been Yeah, he's an old man. Other old people know. He's the only other old people we've seen so far are Grand Grand, and she needed medicine. Yeah, she had no fucking idea. All right, so out of the two... Her eye medicine was running out. (laughs) Out of the two old people we know, one is like obscenely interested in the prison, and the other's like, "Oh, my ankle!" Fucking high as fuck. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Parks is pretty goddamn sus. 
Yeah, no I, I think way. I agree. We'll, we'll find out. Sus isn't we'll inherently out. a bad thing, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, he's sus either way, but I he could. I think the podcast terrible. while we're recording. Sorry, he's pretty it. sus. <laughs> There's no way he's sus. Get my good side, he's Tyler. Get my good sus. side. What do you mean he's not sus, <laughs> he's Chris? Not, no, not really. You and I are the only ones who know what's going on in this game, clearly. <laughs> so you're yeah. saying because I haven't played Among Us <laughs> it's just a, no, no. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, Tom because, thought the transistor no, sword was a stalker. Is Sorry, Chris. I haven't played Among <laughs> Us. I'm not disproven that yet. Automatically suspicious of everybody that comes around me. Parks is sus. So you, no you way. So you're gonna take Parks back with you, even yeah. though you shouldn't. Sus. He's sus. Sus as uh, fuck. I. <laughs> now you're one of the kids. Congratulations, you're young again. Yeah. Um, so you decide you're going to break him out and Adol like breaks this lock. He doesn't even go into his mushroom form. He either picks it or breaks it like in half a second. So I don't know why he needed a fork earlier to pick his own. Uh, he just fingers also, it. I also don't know. Nice. I also don't know. How, uh, I don't know how they don't have like a million escapees every single year, considering the locks are so easy to break. Dude, and the locks are sus. Better. All right. Like, yeah. Paper. Mache. <laughs> I love this. They're like Paul Duke. Oh, it's a crazy prison, and like this dude's just like busting out him, <laughs> and, like his friends. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like everybody's yeah. out of here. Well, that's like that's it though. Like when you get out, there's that one lady. They're like they're breaking all these people out. We don't know who the fuck these people are. They could be out here killing us, breaking free murderers and old men who are sus. Uh, yeah. that so could yeah, be a serial killer, apparently. It could be. That would be not a very good twist, considering they just did it in the last game. Oh, you're bringing up stalkers <laughs> and serial killers again, huh? I well, I brought except this time he's right. <laughs> um, so you go back to the base with Parks, uh, and this is where you the the base turns into like a bar. Uh, so Dogi has a line that I thought was very funny. You're talking about like uh, Carla's going to send over some help for running the bar. And he says, I, if I remember right, the bar manager was some guy. Like, that's an insightful fucking line. What? <laughs> yeah, it's some fucking guy. Well, anybody can say that. Nobody mm-hmm. needs to know anything. So anyways, then you meet Shantae and Yufa is her name. I don't even have her name written. She yep. isn't really that important. But Yufa. Yep. Uh, what, what do you guys feel about Shantae? I know you really like him, Tyler. I Ooh. like his character. He's a fantastic it was quite oh, the personality. Yeah. Shantae, yeah. you're just winking and grabbing yeah, at he's the best. And... He reminds me of... Um... <laughs> What's the dude from Dragon Quest XI? Yes, I have that written down, Silvando. Yeah. It, oh, yeah! Yeah, he is 100% Silvando, <laughs> and I love yep. Silvando. I, I love this dude. So great. He just yeah, makes you happy. When he's around, he just makes you happy. He just puts you in a good mood. Yeah, and he makes Dogi uncomfortable, which is great. Yeah, because Dogi Dogi's weird. And he's handsome <laughs> in 8 and not in 9. What are, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the, the like very deliberate just separation between like the combat sections of the game and the story sections like it really feels like every end of chapter and beginning of chapters like here's a huge lore dump now go fuck off on the map for 30 minutes an hour while we before we reconvene and and dump more story on you yeah it's weird it's a different structure 
than I think most games have. The most modern games, it feels like it feels like a PS2 game. Like you you do dungeons mm. and stuff, and then you get some cutscenes, and then you do dungeons and stuff. Personally, I like that because it's like give me all that story, cool. Now let me fuck off and do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. As somebody who's taking a lot of notes on this game, I kind of like it because during the dungeons, I don't take many notes other than bad boss names. I because the dungeons aren't really important. What's important are like the character interactions and the story that's going on. And Mm -hmm. so just to be like thrown in a dungeon, okay, you're fighting for like 30 minutes, and then you go and you have like a 15, 20 minute like lore dump. I like that kind of stuff because it's like a nice change of pace. You know, yeah. because it's like, okay, now I'm fighting. Now, okay, give me the stuff that's actually interesting. Okay, now I'm back to fighting. Give me a little bit of interaction. Let me get focused on this game. And then give me the stuff that's interesting again. Mm-hmm. And it does I, mix it in a little bit. Like, yeah, uh, with I the think first it does a good job do. of doing both things. And, it, mm-hmm. it's, and it's one of the things that this game really fucking excels at. Yeah, I came at it a little aggressive. I wouldn't say I dislike it. I don't know that I love it in any way, shape, or form. It's fine. Like, it, it's just the way the game is is telling its story. Um, but it, it's at some points, I would say like usually around the three quarter mark through whatever lore dump they're giving us. I'm like, all right, let me get back to it. I, I guess mm-hmm. I find myself wishing a lit that it was just mixed a little bit more than it is sometimes. See, if it was, be- go ahead, Tom. Sorry. If it was done more like, um, this next side quest that you do for, uh, getting Tito, like how it's actually like you're fighting and then there's still stuff going on in it mm. where it's not just that big separation. I think it would be done more like it'd be more interesting. But so far, I think that's the only one is that quest really that it's like as you're going along, there is action and um, story kind of together. See, I think what what the difference is for me is like as you go along, especially into chapter three, as you get uh, your third party member and you're able to switch out even more and have different kind of interactions with the enemies and a different kind of fight style. And then you get that lore dump. I it, it progresses and becomes like this thing where like at first I was like, okay, like kind of even this shit out. Like give me like a little bit of lore. Give me a little bit of like gameplay. Give me a little bit of lore. Give me a little bit of gameplay. Mm-hmm. And as it progresses, I'm like, okay, give me that fucking gameplay. And then give me a big old chunk of lore because I'm in, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the interactions of the characters while they're fighting. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then I yeah. want to see what the fuck th- matters afterwards mm-hmm. fair just so i don't have to stop and then go to one stop and then go to one yeah you know? that's fair yeah i think both are valid you're both good men thank you chris <laughs> uh so the white cat uh krisha opens a flower shop now and then you talk to carla and find out that she's adopted well which is kind of like a random piece of dialogue that you don't get much on I think that's probably going to be the source of more drama later, it seems like, with her character. Quite probably. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of the end of her character development for now. So what do you guys think of her overall with all the everything we know? I like Krisha. Mm-hmm. I think she's a good first, like, extra protagonist to have on your side. You know, someone who is genuinely good at heart, even if they're not always, you know, perfect in method. Uh, I'm enjoying Krisha. Yeah, the combat's fun with her. Yeah, I think she's a, I mean, she's a pretty, like, generic do-gooder kind of character, but I don't mind her. I like her. She's fine. Yeah, I, I like her. I mean, she's cool. She's, it's one of those characters I like where it's, like, a girl that comes from a wealthy family or a character that comes from a wealthy family 
and tries to do good and kind of branch out from that and help the people, but doesn't really understand the people. And that's mm. her struggle. That's always interesting to me because there's a lot of people like that in real life. I feel like yeah, that want to do good, but they come across like, and don't do it the right way, but they have good intentions in their heart. And that always makes for interesting character development later on. I feel like, yeah. but we'll see if they, it pays off in the end. Who knows? Yeah. Tom, you have any thoughts on little cat girl? Uh, story-wise, it was not bad, um, but she feels like a character. Like, if I can only have three people at my party, she's definitely not coming along. Yeah. I, like, I always feel that way about the first character I get in almost any RPG. Like, almost every RPG, I end up getting in the first guy. Like, we were talking about Dragon Quest Eleven earlier. That guy, Eric, he can just, he can just get right out of the party immediately. Um, but... We then we go to this is the most this is probably the most interesting thing about the game story so far. You get like an abrupt cut back to Adol in a prison cell on in the special sector you find out it is. And like uh what the hell's going on here? You, you guys say you have theories. <laughs> yeah. One of us has a theory. The other I am also gonna, confused as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I have a theory. I'm very confused. I feel like the Adol that is a monster is not the real Adol. Yeah, I mean, that's the vibe I'm kind of getting, but that also, I mean, he's still acting like Adol, I don't know. Or is the Adol that you pop back to the fake one, and, like, somehow the, like, whatever how he became the Crimson King, like, when she shot you, created this weird fucking, yeah, like, that's like, like a clone? Maybe she created, that like, clone. a separation of your soul. Yeah. And so, like, it's it, it you're the same person, but you're split. But what's weird is the Adol in the cell doesn't understand what's going on on the outside. Right. Yeah. And this guard that's watching you that you like see more of in like that closing point in chapter three is very strange the way he's acting. I I know some shit about him. So. You better shut your mouth. From chapter four. (laughs) Oh my God. I know some shit about him. I'm Not necessarily guy. like this guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, nothing. No, nothing. Not important. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested in what the hell's going on here. Uh, yeah, I feel like at some points there's going to be a confrontation between that two adults. Like maybe one, they both can't exist if they want to leave the city or something. I'm, I'm interested. Now, what's going to be more interesting is if we find the other characters that have also been shot to be turned into the monstrums. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which yeah. is what I've been thinking as I've been playing. It's like, are we going to run across like a Krisha that's locked up in a cell or something? Right. Mm. Th- oh, there that... is definitely something weird going on here. That would make for like a really badass late game encounter. Just you're like transferring between all the characters fighting the clone of themselves. Yeah, that yeah. would be pretty cool. There, There is something super interesting going on with that. And I, I think I'm not trying to get ahead. I've only played an hour of chapter four and it was a side mm-hmm. quest. Mm-hmm. You've beaten the game. We understand. No, I played an hour <laughs> ahead in chapter four side quest, but they kind of go into this a little bit and it's, it still is confusing as fuck, but it's so interesting. Cause it's like, I have no idea where it's going. And that's what makes me excited yeah. for like this story. Because at first I wasn't really interested in the story. I didn't really give a fuck. I was like, okay, the combat is fun. The movement is fun. But as it progresses, I think the story gets better and better and better. And I think it's where this game yeah. really shines. Yeah, 100%. I, I can get behind that 100%. The, the, the story and the characters in this game are, are really driving me to to want to play more and, and find out more about what's going on in this world. I feel this game shines the most when I take the disc out and put it in the sun upside down. 
<laughs> All right, Tom. Yeah, well, Jesus Christ. Christ. I'm gonna go pee real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> right, I wish I was ready on the badumps for that. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we begin chapter three, the Feral mm-hmm. Hawks Fury, which right mm-hmm. off the bat, I was like, I don't want to do this chapter. I hate the Hawks. You can go to hell. I think uh, Ryan was in the same boat in the right one. I don't know that I was quite that strong, but I was like, eh, all right, Hawk, whatever. I knew there was more to this guy when we were starting. I'm like, there's no way he's just straight. I mean, just to jump ahead real quick, I still hate him. I still think he's a shitty character, even after learning his backstory. All right, I don't hate him. (laughs) I've I've turned around on the Hawk a little bit. He's, I don't, I... I don't foresee him becoming my favorite character by any measure, but like I, I have come from hate to like, okay, I, I understand that, you know, we all, we all have our, our experience before, you know, whatever life is forced upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the chapter starts off before we even meet up with Hawk or anything. Uh, we're like introduced to the, the, uh, in a little bit more, the in slash bar. Uh, you get to go to all these like people who are running their facilities. Like uh, you, what's his name? Dogi can upgrade your siege base. Uh, there's somebody Parks. It is who rewards you for different map completions. Mm-hmm. Every ten percent. Yeah, and you can also redo the sieges. Welcome back, Tyler. I had to go uh, pee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you also talked to Parks, uh, and he says be on the lookout in the prison for anyone who might be innocent. Like, everybody in the prison is going to say they're innocent, dude. Do you think they have fucking innocent written on their face? What if they did? Did you not get close to the prisoners? Because they do. Yeah, what if it says it on their mask? Does that count? I mean, yeah, I guess. You're jumping ahead, Tom. (laughs) Literally a crybaby maiden. I guess she seems kind of innocent, sure. Um, But, I mean, we talked about it. These people can be serial killers. You don't know. It's true. It's very true. Like, what do you guys feel about like i think they could do really cool things with this whole bar in like scenario but mm-hmm. i don't know that they're actually going to do it i really feel it's just going to be this is what it is and there's a board here that you can do stuff what do you I want feel like do? they could have made it a more like something else like i feel there's like a really cool like kind of mini game that could be built into that mm. oh like a yakuza style thing maybe but like just growing the bar and getting like i don't know I'm, I feel like there could be something there. I'm more than happy if it just like gets more and more vendors as we play along, and and that's it. Yeah, East Eight has a lot more of what you're talking about, Tom, where you're actually expanding your town and you're like upgrading facilities with your materials and stuff like that. But I, it doesn't seem like this game has as much of that because we're we already have a lot of the stuff in the base at this point that you unlock with materials in East Eight. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying there could be a potential there that they could have done something. Regardless yeah. if Ryan hates it or not. Hating it and like not <laughs> needing it are two very different things, Tom. Uh, Putting so the words you, in my mouth. Uh, so yeah, you can go around and talk to everybody and then you uh, you leave the base or the yeah, the main base, because your your goal right now, your base you're going to meet Hawk. Uh, you're going to investigate the hieroglyphs. Thanks, is that right? What is what's your investigation that you're supposed to be doing right now? Yeah, uh, I, I think did. you're you're going to find the you're going to the new part of the city or whatever. You got to open yeah. up those. Uh, you got to right, do those noxes. Yeah, the main gate, and then you explore around the area you opened up with Krisha. Either way, 
the only side quest that I even cared about so far is this one where you get Tito and his sister. Mm. This part was fucked up. <clears throat> yeah, that part was, yeah. About that side quest. That's the main side quest I have on here. So basically, yeah, you're side questing <laughs> and you're doing the little battles in those orbs to get your first your first siege battle that's in one of those orbs to unlock a barrier. <laughs> Who wants to talk about blacksmith babies? I don't even know how to start. It's pretty sad. I mean... <laughs> Like the the whole reason that that Grimwald is that the Grimwald knocks at this point uh, is opened is because like their dead father <laughs> wants to reconnect with their kids be- with his kids before he fully before moves he on to the over next to life. Yeah, mother who is also yeah. dead, cr- making yeah. these kids yeah. fucking orphans. Yeah, it's pretty. So as the only ones the with fuck? kids on this podcast. <laughs> hey man, listen. All right, they get to come live in a bar with a bunch of cool people. So. Listen. Any story that has like kids being orphans fucking sucks and is like super sad. Did not see that coming when they were like, Oh, the dad's actually dead. I was like, What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I was not expecting and that's just a side quest, you know? Yeah, but this game so far is go- is built on orphans. Like, this mm. is the th- this is the three orphans we got so far coming up on four. Sure, also, Who's exactly who's the third? Parents. What? The, you got Cat Lady, you got Hawk, and then you got the two little oh, kids. Yeah, I forgot she was adopted, I guess. I guess I don't know if Adol's an orphan. I just assume all JRPG protagonists from the 80s are orphans. <laughs> yeah, they tend to be. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just I, I was surprised when I found out that the dad was a ghost the whole time. You know? Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I, I thought it was interesting. I for a side quest, I thought it was. But hey, man, he gives him the hammer so that he can be the black's best yeah, black. And then he, he like be. hands down, you know, to his son, and then his son and daughter come back to the Dandelion and become like a part of the crew. That was interesting. That was. But that's was... all not even. That's not even how it starts. It starts because there's this family that just went missing. So you got to go around investigating, like talking to all these people, and they're like, oh yeah, I think this happened, and they, hey, he's a fucking. He like worshipped the devil and made cursed. Yeah, weapons. they thought all this like crazy shit about this family that this family fucking sucked, and it turns out like this family just had, like lived in tragedy the whole time. Yeah. yeah. This quest also the semantics of it just don't really make sense. Well, before that even, <laughs> this is how sad. Uh, being poor in America is the first thing I thought about. <laughs> being when poor in America. Yeah, <laughs> you go you go into that quest and you t- you're like talking to the blacksmith and his kids and they're like, "Oh, has it been a week? It feels like it's only been a couple days." And my first thought was like, "Oh shit, how are they going to pay their fucking rent, man? They've missed work for a week. What are they going to do?" Because uh, that's my fucking life. If I missed a week, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm dead." Um, but then you find out the dad has been dead for two years and like that guy was looking for the kids because they like. They are not the type specifically says to just skip town and not pay rent. So have those kids been living in that apartment paying rent for two years. What, what's going on there? What is this city? It's a good question. Although just to flashback quick, Adol is not um, an orphan. He had just a peasant family. Oh, well, may as well be an orphan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> peasant, orphan. He's from a nameless town, if that helps you out at all. But he did have uh, parents, so and they did not die. He just hasn't like, talked to when him he was in young. probably like 20 years now. Well, he, he was a silent protagonist for the first fucking like <laughs> six games. <laughs> he was Still a silent list. protagonist yes. until he was 18 years old and he left home. <laughs> say anything. Uh, 
Okay, so yeah, and then there like that's that's really the only major like important side quest. There's another one in the agricultural district that you, gives you a lot of Nox points that I did anyway, but I I don't even remember. Some guy was sick or something. <laughs> yep, and you had to get him some medicine in a well. He had to go down a well. Oh yeah, they were just drinking out of like a monster well. <laughs> yeah, it was just a well that was just infested with like monster juices and shit. Yeah, uh, this guy's sick. Oh, you kill those monsters and add all like. He's just like a professional on water. He's like, oh, this looks healthy now. Let's go tell them that everything's fine. Yeah, what the fuck was that? He's like, oh, I killed good. the monster. The water's good. First yep. of all, there wasn't any water in the fucking well to begin with. Yeah, there was. <laughs> You're treading water a little. No. Also, who wants to drink it after you've been running around killing monsters in it? Like, that oh, is that going to make it peasants? Better? That's who. <laughs> Not going to stop me. How do you think that dad died? Come on. Uh, come on, come on. Tw- 20 more feet from that well and just drink out of the stream <laughs> then they won't get sick yes they drank from the canal actually <laughs> so you do these side quests and then you go to a seat <laughs> get <to the> central area <laughs> uh yeah do another siege battle this is the first one where you can have lures if you've upgraded your base at all oh there's fishing sure did yeah. Wrong kind of love lures, it. Tom. Definitely <laughs> I upgraded love myself. Lures, man. They made the siege battle so fun. I loved it. Yeah. There hopefully there's a lot more upgrading stuff coming. I mean, I know there is. I'm sure there is. But uh, all that upgrade stuff in East 8 was great. And I I'm not gonna there. lie to you, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. I just did <laughs> things. If you talk to Dogi at base, he can build extra stuff for the defense of the siege. Real yeah, I quick didn't do that. Because <laughs> character. Because uh, I forgot at the turn of the chapter when Shantae is naming our bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dandelion's a crap name. Absolute crap name. Well, uh, also, what is their deal with fucking flowers all of a sudden? Crap name? Yeah. A crap name. When you hear how they could have changed it with two edits, two very minor edits and made it way better. They could have called it the Dandy Lion. All right, that's a pub I would go to. I'm not going to the Dandelion, but I would definitely go to the Dandelion pub. Okay, think of who the bartender is of the Dandelion. Right, okay, uh, look, I'm not saying the name doesn't make sense for who named it, but he could have made a minor edit for someone who's, who was like put so much emphasis on the name of the bar. He put a shitload <laughs> of emphasis on the name of that bar in the cutscene. He was like, it needs to stand for what you've been through and what you've done and, and all these things. He could have made Why? it because so much better. Why? Because are weeds, and they just keep growing, bro. But and that's not a good name for a bar. He could, it doesn't matter what the It's not a good name for a bar. It's a shit name for a bar. Tyler, he could have named it. Ryan is a shit name for the bar. We're not going to name any bars Ryan. All right, we're going to name them Dandy Lion. It's way better. It's it emphasizes the same point, but it's a better pub name. You know, I just figured out what this game's about. See, this is it. So Tyler was right. The dandelion is a weed. So what's happening is they're all getting fucking baked in the goddamn basement. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is real. They're going around attacking imaginary enemies that Chris nobody else can see. never going to host another. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got at least two more after this. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm fine hosting. I love the them. dandelion name. I like it a lot. Mm. I don't care for it, but then I, what I don't understand is, okay, they name it the dandelion, and then... What's her name makes a fucking flower shop? What is it about flowers right here that's just like mm, because they're beautiful? We like plants. 
We like plants. That's a, that's a good accent you got there, but that's uh, Bob. Bon, <laughs> no, Bob. Good accent you got there, Bob. It's like the generic name. Bob <laughs> uh, Beagle, you are wonderful for coming on for this hey, podcast. generic person number one. That's a great <laughs> accent you have. Uh, Drink the water. Um, so then you go, you're you're in the center square and you like run around to a bunch of areas to... Uh, like i don't know you're just kind of trying to move the story forward like they're like oh let's investigate everything in the central district you really don't have any idea where you're going as adol and krisha but it marks everywhere that you need to investigate uh you go to the merchant guild to like turn in her paperwork uh, and there you get a little bit more information about like the hieroglyph yeah from shante he tells you a little bit about who the hieroglyph knights are but that's like genie hero what Shantae, the half genie hero. Yes, Shantae, the half genie hero. Yes. He's gonna Shantae away. Thank you. I'll log out later. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, here's this pickpocket side quest in the, in the merchant district that I was talking about earlier, where you chase them. I have written here. It's a fun little chase scene. I like the chase scene. It's bullshit. I think I didn't write anything down because in the moment I was like, Ugh, chase scene. But then he says at the end. And I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for these meddling monstrums. Yeah, on, but I'm not watching Scooby Doo, so <laughs> I was singing the fucking Scooby Doo theme song at work earlier. I'm not, and I'm not wearing an ascot, so it, it doesn't count. I mean, there's no mystery machine. If I do have the red scarf on, I guess because you don't need to wear an ascot because you're an ass hat. Who ate all? No, you. I don't know Tom. who you're pointing at. I don't see anybody. This, um, but it seems, it seems like the like the pickpocket is like it seems like he knows something about like the war or something that's going on because he says like oh the peace can't last forever. It seems like the there's been a few lines like that that seem like they're teasing something bigger happening that I don't even think we'll honestly get any answers for in this game because the East games really like to spread their overarching narrative over several games. Like in the very first East game, uh, Adel is leaving to go to Af- uh, it's called Efroka. It's just it's just Africa, but it's called Afroka, and uh, <laughs> Afroka. That's such a terrible there. name. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's really dumb. He doesn't get there until E six. So uh, if that is about something, we will probably not learn about it in this game. We'll probably it took a wrong there. turn at Albuquerque. Yes, <laughs> you mean Afroka? <laughs> he goes on all these fucking adventures. Um, and then there's this uh. After you investigate all these areas, the hawks attacking people on the bridge. So you go see this cool, mediocre, I guess, anime scene of him killing. Is it cool or is it mediocre? Uh, it's it's cool in a double A kind of way. <laughs> and, I mean, it looks very janky, but it's cool for this game's animation style. Uh, he just wipes out a bunch of dudes on the bridge, which is fun. Uh, yeah, like I have specifically written here that the game shows its budget a little there. Oh, uh, 100%. Uh, and then you, he tells you about another entrance he found to the to the under or to to the prison, to the underground that leads to the prison because these are all over the fucking city apparently, and uh, apparently they're not that hard to find out about. Again, everybody should have escaped from this prison very easily. And this area is called the Dry Moat Ruins, this dungeon you run to. Uh, this is where you get the tutorial about ailments. Uh, ailments haven't really been a big deal. It's never confused. I fucking hate when a game changes what direction does what. It's the worst in every game ever. I don't think I've had an ailment yet. 
I got hit with it once, and I didn't even know what was happening because I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, why the fuck am I running into a wall? And then by the time I realized it, it was off, and I was fine. Confused yeah, the one time because I immediately time. know to go the opposite direction. Just... Yeah, because you leave, left it on an inverted, so it's normal for you as soon as you get confused. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you goofy bastard. <laughs> uh, you, you, you get Hawk to join your party, so you can fly now. Flying is... No, you can glide. You it can fucking glide. rules. I love gliding. Whatever. Give me those Closest fucking bird wings. Just okay. remind me of a uh, Genshin Impact. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Is it chicken? Is that what I, that that's what a hawk sounds like, right? Did I do a <laughs> 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 fucking hawk goes? <laughs> <laughs> you, you never met a hawk, man. Sorry, uh, a hawk, man. my beer's deep. <laughs> this is where uh so this is the first time you control hawk as well and all of Hawk's skills are really expensive this is the first time that i was kind of like all the skills in this game are kind of expensive whereas in other east games they tend to trend towards like 10 to 30 with some expensive ones at 50 it seems like almost every skill in this game costs like 50 sp it's like half your sp gauge but because it's auto filling like it's not it's not noticeable it's not like i never get to use skills or anything I think uh, with Hawk, it definitely seemed like I was running low more than with any of the other characters. But, but I, I definitely was jumping around doing a lot of crazy shit with him. I feel like yeah. his skills were more useful than anybody else's. So I was spamming them a lot more. Well, on these enemies, because these enemies are all weak to his attacks. Yeah, point. so I feel like that's why I was running out of SP a lot more with him. Could be, yeah. Yeah, I've been spamming skills with everybody just because that's like, uh, this game, like, I guess we didn't talk about this, like, these games have a really weird way of leveling. Like your normal levels don't matter that much. Skill levels are a lot more important and every skill maxes out at level three, but it takes a lot of uses of the skill to max it out. Like it's not like you're gaining experience just by having it equipped or whatever. You literally just need to spam use the skill, mm. uh, which is why I have those trinkets equipped on everybody I can that basically says like skill experience plus one. Cause it's literally just like, instead of needing to use a skill 350 times, you would need to use it 175 times. Cause you get, plus one XP every time you use it to that skill. Um, it, it, like, it's it's not a good system, honestly. I don't know why they have not changed it over the years. But it, It's good to know. Yeah, you yeah, should just I, be spamming. I, I didn't know that can. going into it, so... I don't care. I still, I mean, I spam skills anyways, so... Reasonable. Yeah. I, like, I'll spam skills even when I'm just kind of, like, running around with the SP gauge automatically filling. It doesn't... Like, it doesn't hurt to do that. Um... So you, there's two bosses in this dungeon. The first one's Rene Vagulian. This is, oh, this is probably the one you were talking about because he's like a muscular bug. Yeah. Weird yeah. bug with muscles. Yeah. Uh, that And he keeps turning into bats, which they barely do any damage to you, but it's just really annoying because you can't fight him for a little while. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's maybe the worst boss so far. He's just boring. It takes a really long time because of that attack. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second boss is Malefius, which... That the eyeball, uh, the eyeball crotch monster. That's the one that is in the the fenced in area, right? Yeah, and then yeah, that's the one I cage. was talking about earlier. It, this boss fight's fun. I like this boss fight. Yeah, but yeah, we didn't even talk about decent. all the jumping that you had to do before this. We got glide we'll around all the fucking things. I, I was not impressed with this dungeon design very much either. But <laughs> yeah, at least it was different. Hey, at least you found a, a site with waterfalls on it, and you can look at the yeah. waterfalls and be like, ooh, let's talk about the travel to this waterfall area for tourists, because they're going to make it here somehow. Yeah, there is a there is actually a uh, little 
waypoint there for that yeah. weird dude in the shop, isn't there? Yeah, that made it's no fine. fucking sense. They're like, oh, let's look at these waterfalls. This is a, this is a special interest area for the city. Who the fuck is going to make it there? We had to <laughs> glide there. Now. We we'll build the bridge. There. Build the bridge. It's fine. It makes no build sense. Bridge. It makes no build sense. Bridge. I don't mean to yell. It just made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to yell. I think Ryan uh, just went into that closet. Over yeah, there. he just he, yeah, he he's tired the room not. because I was yelling. But you get what I'm he saying. Can't open yell that. So mad uh, you. <laughs> so yeah, Malefius is a decent boss fight, and then you come out and surprise, you're actually in the Hieroglyph Knight HQ, which was uh, Hawk's plan all along because he wants to fight Shitlord. Shit yeah, Shitlord. <laughs> Shitlord uh, himself. Since Ryan's not here, I'm gonna say it because I was watching him do this part. He's like, "This is oh, this is gonna be anime as fuck right here." And he's like, "He's either gonna go both super cool or it's gonna be one hit." <laughs> it, was, it was one uh, hit, not yeah. cool. No, I also like how his uh, claymore just disappears. Like when uh, Shitlord puts it on his back, it just fucking poof, gone. It's like, come on, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Weapons just like magically disappear. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, you can rescue a girl named Silhouette. This is the girl you guys were talking about earlier who wears a weird mask because she can see the demons and it makes her not see the demons when she wears the mask. Uh, you guys all rescue her. Apparently this is like on forums. Some people missed it and it's like it's a very short turnaround quest and if you skip it here, you can't get her in your base, which I don't oh. even know what she does. I it's super easy because it's literally right there. Like you, you go up there, it's like, oh, there's a door locked and then you go to the next room it's like, oh, we're probably going to find the key. Do you want here. me to tell you what she does? No. You find out in chapter four, man. Let's fuck. I know she's okay. a hooker. Oh, she cleans. What did you say? She cleans things. She's a maid's outfit. She's a dirty, dirty maid. No, that's not what she does. You're you're a jerk. Hey, you. We don't know what she does. All right, because I do. Well, that's because you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> you also get a lot more dialogue with Shitlord here, where he talks about fucking points and shit again. He's like, oh, yeah, what is this? Is this some weird kind of football game that's happening that we don't like? Twelve inch balls being played. Yes. He you thinks get 30 it's cool. points for being a douche. People who, people who wrote him think it's cool, but it's not cool. It's yeah. bad. You're 90 points because you're blonde. Uh, so yeah, Hawk gets his ass beat and then he like gets back up and goes super sane and then gets his ass beat again and then he gets up while unconscious and just falls over. Again. Yeah, I didn't understand that part. Like, why are you kipping up if you're fucking sleepy? <laughs> so stupid. I uh, liked it. I like Hawk. I don't, I don't mind him. him. I just don't understand that point when he's unconscious, but kips back up into the air and it's like, yep, you're ready to go. He's, he's but I'm so sleeping. fucking raring to go. He's ready to prove himself that he doesn't care if he's unconscious or not. His body's just like, let's fucking do it, bro. He's just beating <laughs> bitches up in his sleep because he's fucking like, I'm so jacked. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Go, going he's down the high hall. as fuck on crystal meth. <laughs> he don't care. That's what happens when you live at the inn. You know, in the basement. That day's a lion. Jesus. It feels like something I've seen in like a Naruto or something before, except in a Naruto, he would get up and then he would keep fighting. Instead, he gets up here and then just immediately passes back out on his face. It's like, well, no, like, this is 100% happened in anime before. Yeah. Like, Dogie, pass me that fucking rock. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you find out that <laughs> Hawk slash Kurito was actually a hieroglyph knight, and then you get transported back to HQ. And then you go to the church. Was to get that a not bit shocking? 
Quite shocking, yes. Yes, yes. What the fuck? I like how he's just like, oh, he was a hieroglyph knight. Let's just keep going. No, I don't give a shit. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, like, I like this end for uh, when they start talking about who Kratu Hawk is, though. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's interesting in that he wants to sneak through underground through into a prison to fight him when he's just his boss and he could go see him and then fight him. I don't understand. What yeah, he, why but then you find out about his backstory and he, he becomes like such an interesting character. Like he's so fucking weird and interesting and the way that he acts actually has like a reason behind it. And I feel like that makes him so much more endearing and you can actually get yeah. behind his motives yeah. so much. More. I think he's still a toxic piece of crap. The shit lord no, fucked him me. over. Not when you find out where, what happens just to his your child is stuck doesn't mean you get to be a toxic piece of crap your whole life. Uh, Experience matters, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I, I, he still needs to change his ways, but it's more understandable to know where he's coming from. Like, yeah, it, for sure. 100%. Understanding where he's coming from, sure, but that doesn't make him a likable character. I still hate his guts. That's uh, fine. I went from you to Tyler, though, but over the course of this chapter. <laughs> Yeah, I like Hawks. I think it's so interesting and in, in like I want to see because he has that opportunity for redemption. Yeah. And that redemption story is so interesting and fascinating to me. The fact that he has so much guilt on his shoulders and he has so much hatred and so much power at the same time. He yeah, sure. motherfucker's a berserker. Yeah, he could become an incredibly interesting character. Yeah, and I could end up liking him by the end of the game when he has that redemption arc. But right now, he's just he's just still a shithead. Uh, that was so, bad uh, shit for lord. anybody for anybody who's listening. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> working for shitlord, so uh, it matches. For anybody who's he, he listening was. to this, played the game, his backstory is basically he was at an orphanage and he excelled at everything, so he didn't feel like his life had purpose because he wasn't like the the church basically taught that. Uh, the purpose of life is self-fulfillment and like improvements. And he didn't get any of that because he was already perfect at everything. But uh, he developed a relationship with the sister who uh, listened to him, always listened to him, but didn't like give him all the answers, which she liked. And he painted this pretty picture of her and stuff. But uh, then he pissed off some Lord and got in a fight with them. And the Lord, the Lord's father uh, ordered bandits to attack the orphanage. Cause that's what you do when your kid gets beat up in a fight. Uh, and the like, he kills one of the bandits, and another in retaliation, another bandit kills the sister that he loved, and then that's because how she he was protecting the other children. Yeah, yeah, because that was the big thing of his backstory is like he was so perfect at everything that none of the other kids really wanted anything to do with him, and that's super important to who he is as a character. Like people his own age basically disowned him because he was so good at just everything. And so well, he they only really identify with this one nun. And because of his actions and his boldness, he got that nun murdered. It it makes for an interesting it, character development. Yeah, but his lesson from that is I should continue to kill random people so I can get more people murdered. Because Shitlord fucking was presiding over the hearings and just like gave away all the fucking money and shit. And destroyed the orphanage. And yeah, because like, oh, I, I don't think it was long after she got killed that he joined the army or the the, the knights, right? Yeah, yes. He had nothing else to do. So he basically went from that to, you know, joining a military force. So he does he never really reconciled that. So the possibility for him to reconcile those feelings and those emotions and get his revenge 
and not only get his revenge, but also like grow from that. It, it creates so many opportunities for where this story can go that I think are really interesting. And I want to see what, where that goes. And that's why I think so far his character is the most interesting that has been presented up until oh, definitely the, next the most interesting because Krisha is just like a rich, like, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. She's, she's just, just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. and Adol's just like a blank, blank man, a video game protagonist without a voice. That's exactly what he is. Um, yeah, I don't know. His, his story is interesting and I'm excited to see where it goes, but I also like, as of right now, he's still like an asshole and I don't like that. Um, an asshole, like even if he has reason to be an asshole, it's still like, he's still choosing to be that, that asshole. Have you ever watched my hero academia? No, by chance. Okay. So the only reason I feel like I can relate to this is because of my hero academia. There's a character named Bakugo. And Bakugo is such a similar character type to him, you know. That, He's the one with the grenade hands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. That Lorelai's favorite. Yeah, so they are so similar and they are so unique in like that aspect of like this asshole character, but you can still kind of see the good inside of them. And... The, that's what I want to see from this character, if that makes sense. Um, I think Bakugo has a really interesting arc in My Hero Academia, and I, I want to see that in Credo. And so that's where my my likeness and that's where my hope in where the story goes lies within him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of drawing from other media, but I, I, I could see them going for that. Yeah, I think I'll like him fine by the end of the game, but we'll we'll see. There was a there was a kind of a similar character in East Eight, I guess, who is just like a complete recluse, but it's like still by the end of the game, his personality was very similar, even though you find out a lot of backstory about why he is the way he is. He doesn't really change. So I'm hoping that they go further here and this character actually evolves in some way. Uh but we'll see. Uh so now we go back to real question mark Adol, who knows what's going on here still. Uh and you get to run down a hallway because the guards leave you unattended and you pick the lock with the wire, which is very realistic as we discussed earlier. You definitely do that. Um, it was a very thick wire. You don't know what they're huge, huge are wire. Like the wire then. was thick as hell. Then it becomes a problem of it's not going to fit in the lock. That's what she said. That's right. <laughs> Edit that out. Uh, no. Don't you potentiate that. <laughs> Uh, so you, you run down this hallway and you meet the guard. Uh, I don't know if it's the same guard or a different guard. It's I assume the same it's the guard. same guard. Yeah, yeah, same same guard. guard. Yeah. And he like says he's going to let you go, but then he's like, oh, it was actually a trap, but since you are you were so cool and stood here and you're so interesting, I'm actually going to let you go. And then he walks away. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy. He's a weird He's on drugs. Oh, I know. Tyler can't talk because he knows more things. I know. Just get him off this podcast. <laughs> I'll meet my guy. Uh, <laughs> and then you hear a conversation between Ingrid. He, he did mute his mic. The he video did. people will see that he has muted his mic. And his <laughs> Rude things, terrible things. Horrible. Um, <laughs> so you hear a conversation <laughs> between Shit Lord. Uh, you find out Ingrid is the paranormal investigator for the Roman Empire. Yeah, and that's she why sucks. he's actually looking at the adult. Um, that you guys glean anything interesting from this conversation? Nah. Uh, no, nothing of I, note. I, 
I think the Romans are the actual bad guys. Um, I think the hieroglyph knights are gonna are they the good knights, good guys think, in the end. Do you think the Romans are like intentional bad guys or happenstance bad guys? Uh, happenstance. Okay. But I think the hieroglyph knights uh, know something is up within the Balduk prison. And the Romans are kind of onto that, but they kind of just let that shit fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be one mm-hmm. of those things. I see what you're saying. I mean, I think the Roman, the Roman Empire is intentionally a bad guy. They seem like political tyrants that are intentionally going to war to take over the yeah. world. Like, and, you know. and the color scheme definitely seems to be part of that, right? I mean, like the the red and kind yeah. of crimson and silver versus like the white and blue. Yeah, you can feel that. And for those of you not playing the game, that's Roman R-O-M-N or R-O-M-U-N. Yeah. Not- but the, the other reason I say that is because of what happened earlier. Like when Credo fights Shatlard or Shitlord. 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 Um, he lets you he lets you go. Right? Yeah. And if they were the real bad guys, that they probably wouldn't fucking do that. I would assume. What if we what if we just passed his test? What if we got enough points to pass his yeah. test? I don't we, I don't think that's it. They don't just to me, they don't seem like that kind of guy. And someone who's really into anime and Japanese like you know, media. That's just not the kind of side. Yeah, that's not the kind of thing that they do. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. I don't need more shitlords in my life. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, like staging the scene wise between Ingrid and shitlord, uh, they like walk up the stairs and come to this hallway and have their conversation. And then they both just like leave. I don't know why they walked up here to have this conversation other than for Adol to happen to hear it for the sake of the game. That's the only a pretty reason. view. They like to look out that window. Mm. Yeah, that's another thing where it's just like this game's like this game does not have attention to detail. Like a lot of games no. have been praised years for having attention to detail. This game has almost zero attention to detail. Um, yep. And then uh, there you get it really quickly before the chapter four um, pops up. Uh, they tell you you're going to Artisan Lane because mm-hmm. uh, there's been burglaries reported there, apparently mm-hmm. done by the Monstrums. Mm-hmm. And then chapter four is called The Doll's Search. So we'll be talking to the doll and figuring out where her deal is. So the entire next episode, which will be chapters four through six, will still be very character focused because it's going to be most likely the three characters that we have not interacted with, just their their stories, their backstory. Yeah. So you guys have any any overall thoughts on this this chunk? Any predictions for the future? I like the growth we see here. You know, at the beginning, I was like, okay, the story looks cool. And I, I want to learn more. We got to learn more, but we're still, we're, we were fed enough to be satiated, but you know, there's still enough on the plate to be like, well, what's going to happen next? Who's a Prillis? What exactly is the connection between the, the prison monsters and the Lemures? Uh, you know, who are the rest of the Monstrums and, and what exactly is their role to play and whatever's coming up next? Uh, you know, combat started to get more in depth. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, you know learning more about the game, the characters, and and the larger role to play here. Yeah, no, I agree with Ryan. I mean, it it slowly gets better and better as everything progresses. It seems like everything kind of coalesces, and I'm excited to see where the story goes. And the combat's been great, so you know it it seems like it's only going to be 
uphill from here. Yeah, I think it's picking up speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that last chapter picked up a lot of speed, and apparently chapter four, before even the end of the chapter, is talking about other at-all and shit, so... Yeah. Uh, story's gonna start get moving here, along with the character development, um, which I, I do... I really love the structure of being very character-focused, like a character per chapter, until the last three chapters, which is gonna be, like, all story. Uh, here's a question. Do you guys think we uh, leave the city at some point, or is it all in Balduke? Mm, it's a good question. Oh, 100% all in Balduke. Yeah, I think you're, yeah. you're in the city the whole time. I don't yeah, want that, but that's what I think is going to happen. I'm okay with it being all in Balduke. I think that is what's going to happen. Um, I, I like the idea of like one large political city with a lot of internal strife. Uh, it's, it's curious to see how well they flesh that potential story out. The- yeah, I do kind of kind of feel like uh we've been everywhere in balduke almost we've been to every district at least except for one i think uh unless it's gonna like expand out further than what the map shows right now so i kind of feel like we might go outside in the last few chapters but what makes me interested is the prison itself and how they call it a labyrinth and nobody's been to every sector of it so Mm. it's kind of like seeing what that prison has in store and what those different sectors are going to be like. Um, but you know, you know, we'll see because I wasn't impressed with the dungeon design so far. So I'm hoping it kind of varies up a little bit, yeah. you know, just give me a little bit of different environment and I'll be good. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Tom, you have anything? It's a game that we're gonna play oh cool that was great thank thanks good input. that's that's a great intel tom you didn't really comment on on rob's question what's what's drawing you to play this over uh over other things on your plate right now i don't have any other games to play and this is our game club game all right there you go Jeez. <laughs> uh tom's the least enthused about this game i think we can say i like it i like i don't hate the game just i don't know he doesn't want to play it I'm fine like with playing it. it. I enjoy yeah. playing it. But there's no, there's no like especially uh, ex- like. No, like if I play for like a two hours, it's not like I'm like, oh damn, I really need to get back and do it because it, so far it seems like you can play for an hour, complete a chapter, and it's just like okay. Mm. And the way that they're sectioned off, there's only really that little bit of lore going further like at the ends of the chapter and it's not really enough to be like, Oh, that's super interesting. I need to know because you know, at the end mm-hmm. of the next chapter, you're just getting a little fucking morsel again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that'll probably persist through our next chunk here for the most part, because it's still pretty character focused. Uh, but I, I expect the story to go places because East like East six, the last chapter of that game is like, or East eight, sorry. The last chapter of that game is like, two or three times as long as every other chapter and has 90% of the story in it. Well, Hopefully it doesn't happen here because we'll have a n- massive gameplay jump at the end. <laughs> we'll uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this chunk. So for the next episode, everybody play up through chapter six. When you see the title card for chapter seven pop up, you should stop and not play an hour forward. Throw your play system out the window. Play an hour forward. Do it. Don't be a rebel. Don't I'm going to finish the game tomorrow. Do it. You won't do it, fucking liar. It's like 20 hours. Is that a challenge? I can do yes. it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, 
play up through chapter six, send us more questions and comments. Uh, even if you are not playing, like I know Rob is not playing the game right now. He sent us a comment. You know, if it's just something you want to hear us talk about on the pod about this game, uh, feel free to send a comment about whatever. We appreciate them. Yeah. Um, follow us in the Discord as well, which is linked below. Uh, any plugs you guys want to do? Waste and Wasteland. Yeah, we're doing a special episode of Wasted in Wasteland tomorrow night, which, which I don't they won't. This won't be out this by then. Time. But that'll be <laughs> several uh, nights ago, February twenty sixth, two thousand twenty one. <laughs> we're gonna be doing episode eight, getting drunk, playing Wasteland, making bad decisions. It's gonna be a good time. A lot, a lot of bad a lot decisions. like uh, what happened in uh, this podcast. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, nah, this podcast was great. This was a blast. Uh, but yeah, like if you like bad decisions, getting drunk, watching, or playing video games, then you definitely should join the Discord because it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My shout out's going to be for the Discord. You know, we've been doing a lot of uh, just hanging out streams. I've been, I was streaming some of East Nine before the recording this week or some SnowRunner. Tom's been streaming some different drawing sessions he's been doing. Uh, hanging out. I was listening and sharing music with a community member one night. We were in a YouTube party just sharing albums back and forth. So, yeah, come on over. We, we just, you know, been hanging out a lot. Bye. For that, I'm gonna I'm gonna record the podcast naked now since nobody can see me. Let the record show I did not say yes. Like for the record, I said yes. <laughs>